episode 206, Hobbs and Shaw, Lap 9. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe 2, and this episode's brought to you by Jacob's Mini. Bill Jacob's Mini in Naperville is committed to customer service from a financing of Mini to their Mini service department. They want to provide you with the best possible service in every aspect. Shout out to Bill Jacob's Mini in Illinois. Go there. Well, shout out to Bill Jacobs, and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. After the break, we are talking about Hobbs and Shaw, not for the ninth time, but for, I don't know, sixth, seventh, eighth time. I it's don't a know lot. I was thinking but... about that, too. Like how I was like, because we were watching, I was like, oh, this is about the ninth time I've watched this. And I was like, it was nine, but it's still like... I've logged it eight times on Letterboxd, and I think when we were doing it early on, there was one time I watched it that you didn't. So I think you've seen it... Okay. You've seen it seven. I've seen it eight. We've talked about it eight. Okay. Which is still a lot. That's a day. It's, it's almost nine. Yeah. Because we also, there was the also added little wrinkle when, when it first came out. We, when F9 came out, we did an episode immediately. We didn't do it immediately here, just like a little teaser. So I think that was an extra, like we maybe did seven full episodes. I don't know. Who okay. cares? It's a yeah. lot. It's, it's a lot. too many. Joe, yes. extracurricular activities. What have you been up to since we last spoke? I just got back. I spent the weekend in Pittsburgh. I had a fun time sports weekend before the weather gets really bad. So um, we went home this weekend uh, with one of my buddies that I work with here, and Matt met us in Pittsburgh. And um, we went to the Penguins home opener on Saturday night, which cool. was a fucking wonderful game. It was against the Chicago Blackhawks, so um, our old goalie that won three Stanley Cups with us Marc-Andre Fleury now plays for them, and he started against us. We scored a goal in 15 seconds. It was 4 nothing by the end of, like, by the middle of the first period, so, like, 10 minutes into the game. They pulled him, and we just had a really nice night. You know, like, when you're in a hockey game, and they, like, they were just very dominant. So, like, um, my dad actually joined us, and we just sat there. We kind of bullshitted, watched the game very, like, loosely, but, like, uh, it was it was relaxing considering the second half of that story is went to the Steelers game Sunday night mm-hmm. and that was a fucking nail biter. They won in overtime, right? They won in overtime in a very chaotic way. Like neither team scored on the first drives. Then Seahawks got the ball back. TJ watched strip sacks him. Chris Boswell kicks the game winning field goal. We were standing in that end zone watching it. I saw it go through right in front of me. And I had a very, very, very good time. But yeah, it was it was more nerve-wracking than it needs to be, but that's kind of the Steelers' MO. When we were up at the half, I was like, yeah, this probably isn't going to go as smooth as we, we hope it would, and it didn't. But it was a fun game, and Sunday night... Oh, another cool thing was it was alumni weekend for the Steelers, so they brought back like a bunch of old players, and they gave the new Hall of Fame inductees like Troy Polamalu, Alan Fanica, Bill Cower, they gave them all their Hall of Fame rings on at cool. the halftime. So it was like them and then like Mean Joe Green and Santonio Holmes and everyone, James Harrison were like all up in the box with the owner. So like, you know, there was a lot of classic Steelers there. It was a cool moment. And the guy, did you hear this like yesterday? The guy that does I forget his name, you might know it, but the guy that does the NFL Hall of Fame stuff, like the really huge guy, you know who I'm talking about? He always like kind of hands out the jackets and like knocks okay, on the doors. Sure. Yeah, David. Some I forget his name, but he like Sable. Sp- no, David. I think Sable was a guy with NFL Films. I don't know if that's the same guy you're talking about or not. No, it's like this huge guy. Like it's always like when they show them, they're like, 
Uh, like, they even had it when Peyton got his induction. Like, he was, like, on, okay. you know, the broadcast, and this guy comes out. Like, when you see this guy, you're like, oh, he's like, you know, we're inducting you into the Hall of Fame. And um, he, like, was there to give out the rings and then, like, immediately retired the next day or something. Huh. I mean, he's like the face of the like, you know, Hall of Fame inductee stuffs. Like, I always see him on TV. I forget, like I said, I forget his name, but he's just like, just this monstrous dude. And he like knocks on your door, and yeah, it's probably like the last time he does this thing. So I was like, that's pretty cool that he like retired the next day. I've been laying low. I wanted to get a COVID test before I go back to work and you know interact with everyone because Pennsylvania doesn't think that there's a pandemic anymore. Sure. I got my flu shot this morning at the same time-ish, kind of. So, like, I'm a little drowsy. My arm's a little sore. But two things I watched, like, I was, we were talking to Wes about this. We watched Squid Game, which everyone was talking about and we loved. And we started Midnight Mass. We're about halfway through it. So that's what I think we're going to continue to do for the next couple of days. Midnight Mass has been really good. It's a show that, strangely, I'm like, oh, I think my parents would really like. And then, like, one scene out of every, like, episode, I'm like, oh, they would hate this show. But like 90, did you watch it already? No, I haven't seen Squid Game or Midnight Mass. Those are two that are on my list. John on Hard to Believe yes. put an episode today about Midnight Mass. So after he was you really catch hype up, on it. Wanna, yeah. Yeah, he was really hype on it. He was talking to Brian and I after like one of our episodes about how much he was enjoying it. We were yep. a little late behind him. Like we, I watch it and I'm like, oh man, it's like, you know, like new priest in a small town. Like this is something my parents could really get behind. And then something a little bit more supernatural happens. And I'm like, they wouldn't watch any of this. They would turn it right off. I don't know where it's going, but I'm about halfway through. What have you been up to, brother? Uh, I also do want to say I got my flu shot early October, and I want to make sure that the the world knows, because last year, Cara Gala, we can remember, get your damn yes. flu shot. So I got get mine your flu shot. Yep. October yep. 3rd, I want to say, maybe. So I've had mine, so I was cool. uh, feeling good. Nice. Also, you know, I've seen like articles like, hey, we figured out how to beat the flu. Like It's just like, you know, wear masks, kind of stay home, yes. and uh, <laughs> you know, don't be an asshole, right? So like when, when that happens, flu goes down, which is cool. This was one of the funniest things, like one of my dad's friends who was who's pretty skeptical of the pandemic was like, hey, like one of his arguments, like we were talking and, and like last year, he was like, you didn't hear anything about the flu this year. And I was like, doesn't that prove that social distancing and masks work? Right. And he was like, oh, yeah. Oops. Yeah, like his point. <laughs> I was like, yes, but OK, continue. Sorry. I um again, did nothing but to watch movies. I'm just trying to bang through this. This Hooptober list I made is way too big, and I know that I don't have to watch it, but they're all movies that I want to see. It sounded but I good. It was a good list, yeah. Before I watched any of those, on Friday night, I watched the new Halloween Kills, which is both in theaters and on Peacock. Yes, And yes. my sister, for some reason, prepaid for a year of Peacock, so we have Peacock, so I uh, watched it on there, and it's not great. It's it's annoying. Like, the, fir- the, the reboot was... Fine, good, whatever. The the one that came out like three years ago, but this one I just it was kind of underwhelming, which is disappointing. I think the next one because it's like a planned trilogy, so the next one should be better. Okay, I don't know. Okay, I also watched on Peacock that same. I have, I've never I never used Peacock other than like I use a couple minutes at the Olympics because I know you were watching the Olympics on there a lot, right? I watched the Olympics on there. They also have um, Premier League okay. soccer in the mornings on Saturdays. Yep. There's a couple shows that like Rachel and I watch. Like we just we were watching Ghosts on there. So okay. there's like a couple of these like random shows, but we we use it way more than I thought we would. I borrow my buddy's because he has it for soccer, and I went oh and I I think it has like Love Island or something too. So like there's like a bunch of different 
realms that I wouldn't imagine altered together, but they have all of them. So, so I, I like never use it. Like there's stuff on there that I know that I would watch, but like I, and I wouldn't mind watching like premier league or if I had been more into the Olympics, I would have watched it then, but I'm just like, I've had access for a while, but then I watched Halloween kills and uh good timing with Joe Firestone. So Joe Firestone, who is the female lead in Joe power talks with you. She has okay. a special out where during the pandemic she was giving, or like, you know, over the last year and a half, She's been giving an online, like a Zoom comedy course to senior citizens. And oh, so they met in fun. person to give a, uh, actually do a, a show in person um, at like two o'clock in the afternoon at some like theater in New York. Uh, <laughs> is so it like, is like random? A, is it just like random seniors? Like how did she pick them? It's just people who like signed up for a class. Like it just, it's, yeah, it's not like famous people. Like I think there's one dude who like casually does stand up or whatever. Uh, but it's just, you know, like grandmas and whoever who are just retired. And like, I have always wanted to try this. And so they did it. <laughs> That's so, so it's like, cute. It's shorter than an hour. And it's just them doing this thing, like her getting them ready. Like they meet in person on Monday. The show is on Friday. And then, you know, they do the show. And it's not really funny, but it's very sweet Wholesome. and very heartwarming. And Joe Firestone's wonderful. And so good timing with Joe Firestone also on Peacock if you want to watch that. So then cool. Saturday, I was like, okay, marathon number two. Let's go. And let's I watched... It. Four movies to start things off, and I was like, some of these are good, some of these are not good, but I was like, I was largely 0 for 4, and I'm like, this is not not what I want. No, definitely But then, go ahead. following those, and then into the next morning, I went a huge 4 for 4 in a big way. I watched Prince of Darkness, a John Carpenter movie from 1987, which I feel like John Brooks would love. I haven't talked to him about it yet. Okay. And I think he listens to these, at least the intro maybe. So John, if you're listening to this, Prince of Darkness, John Carpenter, a bunch of scientists, you would also like this, I think. Was this on Peacock too? This might have been. I watched like four things on Peacock. Yeah, this on Peacock also. So, uh, so you just like opened the Peacock act for the first time and like didn't yeah, leave. You were just I'm leave. at home today. Yes. Okay. A church calls a university, like a college okay. somewhere, and is like, "We need your help." And there's like this vial, like this like huge kind of like Ghostbustersy thing, like liquid in this huge like vial tube thing. Okay. And they're like, "We we need we have this book. We need to translate the book. We need to figure it because like things are going on." And it's basically like Satan is returning, and a bunch of scientists are trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. And it rules because it's John Carpenter. He scored it. The score is amazing. Okay. Yeah. A research team finds a mysterious cylinder in a deserted church. If open, it can mean the end of the world. That's the entire plot summary and it's great and i was like cool streak snap combo breaker good things then i watched <laughs> combo scanners breaker. the um david cronenberg movie where you've probably seen the gif of like the head exploding i don't know if you've seen that or not but like <sighs> maybe it's it's on there like that's what like the one thing that people know about this okay. this movie also rules there's like this <laughs> whole world of like mind readers who can read each other's brains there's like i, I thought that might be like what it's about but it's like there's this whole like there's this one like super powerful one who's trying to collect all of them to like rule the world or whatever mm. uh it's great that's on hbo and criterion then i watched a little bit on on saturday night but then i was like i'm too tired i'm gonna watch this in the morning i watched a little shop of horrors the rick moranis musical from the 80s have you seen that one no it's great it's an absolute delight. Uh, very funny, very good songs. Um, kind of like Rocky Horror in that sort yes. of thing, but just great. And I, I was surprised, not surprised, but a little surprised at how much I knew about it because I'd never seen it, but like I knew songs and I knew about like Audrey too. Oh, and that's I knew cool. Whatever, yeah. Okay. And then the last like great one, oh, there's one more great one. Then I watched, but to keep the streak going, I watched the original Candyman, which I know that you and Rachel which? watched the remake, which we talked we about did. last week. Yep. The original one is awesome. I watched the new one on Monday as well, because I wanted to watch both. Yes. The original one, 
rules. The, the new one's good. It's not great. I don't think it's great. I think the original one is so goddamn good. And so I think you would also really like the original one. Yeah. As we were driving, we were talking to my buddy that was driving with us down to Pittsburgh. And we told him we watched the new Candyman. And he said, have you seen the original one? I said, no. And he's like, it's like one of his favorite horror movies. So now I'm hearing this from both you and him. He's like more of a love story. And he watched the new one and he said the new one kind of loses that. And it's like completely different. He argued that they should have just made this and not made it Candyman because the story is so different in his opinion that it could have just been its own thing. When I watched Candyman, it's the same idea that I had when I watched Hellraiser. Have you seen Hellraiser? Do you know about Hellraiser, like with Pinhead, with the guy with all yes, the pins in Yes, I know head? about this, but okay. I, I think I've seen parts of it when I was a kid, and I don't remember it. I, so I there's like it. a bunch of Hellraisers. There's, I think there's only the one Candyman until this new one. But they both, to me, in my mind of like, especially before I watched any horror movies, I'm like, okay, they're like Halloween, they're like Friday the 13th, they're like Nightmare on Elm Street, like they're slashers, right? It's just like a bad guy, yep. like yep. the Candyman's going after kids or whatever, or like yes. Hellraiser or Pinhead, like just like, he's, he's like Freddy, he's chasing it. Like, it's not that. Like, Hellraiser is like this psychosexual drama. It's insane. It's so good. Candyman is like a very kind of contemplative, like, it's sort of like what the new one's about, where it's like, how does black culture in like poor areas, like the way that they mythologize and use sort of like folk tales to like come yes. to terms or like rationalize or whatever the whatever the right phrase is, the horrors of their world. They're like, we can't yep. possibly things can't be this bad. Like it's gotta be like a, a mythical creature who's killing exactly. us. Exactly. Yep. Yep. So I think the new one does a pretty interesting job of that. But the new one's kind of more of a slasher. And, like, it's kind of yeah, more what I thought yeah. the original one would be, and it just sort of feels like, oh, okay. Like, again, topical, timely, and that stuff works, but it's just, I don't know. Like, the original one, I'm just like, this is so much better than I thought it was going to be. Not that I thought it was going to be bad, but I'm just like, I don't know. Because there's, like, you know, three, two, two kind of main tropes in there that, like, have issues. Like, it's written and directed by a white guy, and it's a black story, and it's just like, Ugh. yeah. And then it follows that 90s thing where it's like, Oh, this is kind of like a procedural for no reason. Like it's just like kind of like a cop and lawyer thing. It's just like why, why, what, why? <laughs> but it kind of works like that. So I don't know. Uh, but the original one is great. And then the downside. So I'd say wait a little bit. Candy. The original Candyman is available to watch. Oh no, I had to. I had to rent this one. It wasn't just watch. Lie to me. It was supposed to be somewhere. It wasn't somewhere anywhere. Whatever. The the new one spoils like in the first like three minutes it's like it catches you up in the entirety of the first movie which i understand for like people who haven't seen the first movie or saw it 30 years ago or whatever right but it's just like kind of a bummer so like if you remember at all like how the new one starts wait a little bit forget that and then you might be surprised possibly by the original i don't know okay okay i get okay i get what you're saying does does that make sense yeah because that like first part is kind of like a flashback to like how, they have like a yeah. pup. They have like a puppet, like a pop up book or whatever, like explaining like what happened. Sort oh, of I don't kids. remember that. I just remember like the first scenes of like the kid back in the day. Oh well, also that too. Yeah. Okay. But all of it, yeah, because like it is a continuation. It's like it's its own thing, but there's like a lineage and whatever. You yeah. love the movie they wanted to bring out, and this is another one that I think you would love. What? There was a movie that Draft House did a Draft House recommends or Draft House releasing or whatever. They put this out of Blu-ray when I was down there, so I bought this and never had seen it until this weekend. There's a movie called Ms. 45 and like 45 caliber, directed by Abel Ferrara, who has directed like you know the original Bad Lieutenant and King in New York and like all these like really intense kind of ex- exploitation things. This movie is so good, and like so many people who have been on the show love this movie. Like Garrett Smith, yes, 
fan favorite Garrett Smith and Austin Will Southern and Dan Scully all love this movie. So this is a little bit of a trigger warning, content warning. But this one woman who's a mute, who does not speak, twice in one day gets assaulted and raped in New York. Okay. And she snaps and she just starts fucking dudes up. Okay. That sounds pretty badass. That it's like it's kind of the problematic, maybe kind of rape revenge sort of thing, but it's so good. Like it's it's really, really good and it's very simple and straightforward. It just it's it's awesome. So Ms. 45, again, cool. the kind of movie that would go on into your dive bar sort of thing. So that's Okay. You can watch that all over the place. Like that's on Shudder and Tubi and all sorts of stuff. It's like AMC I, Plus right here on um IMDB, so Yes. Yeah. It's it's literally on Prime video nine channels. different streaming things with yeah. either with ads or subscriptions. So wherever you want to watch it. Cool. I'm seeing the new Dune tomorrow. With our boys. Yeah, with Timothy Timothy Chalamet. Yes. I don't think I did anything else though. We have a Patreon page, TooFast2Forever.com. Shout out to Cassie Wilson, Jake Freer, Ben Milliman, Nick Burris, Alex Ellen, and Justin Kleiman, Brian Rodriguez of Ooh. High School Slumber Party, Haley Gerbys, West Hampton, Christian Larson, Jerry Robinson, Dan the Duke, Hayden, Renato Titanato, Michael McGann, Lane Middleton, and Jessica Collins, a.k.a. Montez. Montez. Thank you all so much for supporting the $5 a month level or above. Like we said, get in on the fun now. we got a bonus episode coming out the week of the Tune-Up Relap Recap. Oh, yeah. We got uh, another lap coming up next month, and then we got two laps next year, so know what those are. Get a pick in if you want to join at the $10 a month tier. Too fast. Tooforever.com. We also have an email address, family at We have no emails, but we have two things from Twitter that uh, I want to yes. talk about. Please, go ahead. So I know first, Lane, new listener and new patron, Lane, gave us his rankings for the movies. Cool. So Lane has, from the bottom up, Number 10, apologies to this episode, Hobbs and Shaw in the 10 spot. Okay. Fast and Furious, number four in the okay. nine spot. Fate in eight, so eight in eight. Seven in seven, which feels low. kind of low. Okay. Then five in the six hole. Fast five is in, as a sixth favorite very movie, which low. seems very low. Very low. Number five is the second movie, Too Fast, Too Furious. Okay. Number four, he has Fast and Furious six. Number three, Tokyo Drift. Number two, the highest we've had it yet, F9. That's really high. his number one movie is the original, the OG. Yeah. Six is kind of low, but I can see the Tokyo Drift thing because people love Tokyo Drift, but nine is really high. That's really high. Yeah, nine is really high, too. The previous high we had had was three. That was uh, someone who had written in and Corey... Task guest Corey Driscoll had had it at three, and also Wells has it at three, too. But two is breaking new ground. The average rating now is below a five. It's a four, eight, six. And again, a lower number is better there. So yes. Yeah, golf People score. feeling F9, I guess. But thank you, Lane, for tweeting that at us. I did love F9, man. I do. I'm going to talk about it in this episode. We'll cool. talk about Hobbs and Shaw in the in the greater scheme. But then the other thing was that Reaction Rocket. I don't know what Reaction Rocket's actual name is. Uh, so his Reaction picture Rocket is works just, for us. It's Han, just Reaction Rocket. Yes. Did a two-tweet little thread. Yep. I think we're all going about this Toretto heritage thing the wrong way. It's not an actual family, but a group of elite operatives. Toretto, where each letter is like an acronym. The organization, and then for the reform, and elite training of tactical operatives. So the organization organization for the reform and elite training of tactical operatives. He says Toretto recruits orphans to join their family and trains them to be highly skilled agents. This explains how Dom and Jacob can be, quote, brothers and why they're so skilled at so many things. They are both agents of Toretto, 
which is, of course, run by Mr. Nobody. That is insane. I mm-hmm. really, really like this this thought experiment. I think that they would have had to have known Mr. Nobody before that, but also he's so underground, maybe not. But I do like that this this is a great way to explain away, like, how does Jacob look so different? And, like, Mia really doesn't look like Dom either. And, like, the kind of expansion of the family, the word family... I like it. I like everything mm-hmm. about this tweet. This was great, and I saw it this weekend. And I was mind blown, GIF. Just, it was awesome. So, thank you, Reaction Rocket, and also thank you, Lane, for tweeting at us. If you want to get in touch with us, either you know at Too Fast Too Forever, just about everywhere, yep. or Family at Cage Club, that means sending your thoughts, and we'll read read them, talk about it on the next episode. Joe, on the streets, news about the Fast and Furious. Have you seen anything of note in the last week? No, I have not seen anything about the Fast and the Furious. There's a new Black Adam trailer out that The Rock put out there. Okay, yes, I did see people reacting to the Black Adam trailer, but I didn't want to watch it because I know that I will see it anyways, and I figured we'd probably mm-hmm. see it and cover it. So mm-hmm. so I was like, eh, doesn't, don't need to see the trailer. Yeah, it was from the DC Fandom Day, and so they did like a trailer for that, and the new Batman, and the Flash, and a bunch of different things. I saw so a clip all... from the new Batman one, too, and somebody, because we were like, I don't know, maybe in the, in a the bar this weekend or something, and Matt was like, what is this? And was like, new Batman. He's like, who's Batman? And I was like, Robert Pattinson, motherfucker. Like, I've been screaming about Robert Pattinson being Batman for so long, but... It's yes. been like two and a half years, I think, probably since I know. Been or at least two years, right? Like, and I've been hyped pandemic, for it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like like of these people, like I've been like every time somebody brings up the new Batman, I'm like fucking Robert Pattinson. I can't wait for Robert Pattinson Batman, and like you guys are just ignoring me out here. Well, my actual friends, maybe not you guys listening, but uh, now you know how I feel. Yeah, exactly. They're doing what I do to Joey all the time. <laughs> I do. I reached out to Kevo, not about DC, but this, also this past week, Marvel and Disney delayed like twelve movies or something. Again, yeah, I know he was upset. He was. He was. He didn't. He was. Upset because of his plannings to their plannings last time. I reached out to him. I was just like, from one planner to another, I want to, uh, you know, extend my condolences. uh, I can't imagine how many internal documents, I've been quotations, you had to update. He's like, actually not that many because I figured something like this was going to happen. Good. I don't know why. Because, like, the weird thing is that, like, the box office numbers for a lot of bigger movies are kind of back. So, like, unless Disney is forecasting another downturn for some reason, it does feel like... I mean, I know that not everybody's going back to the movies, and, like, some people might never go back. Yeah. But it feels like, with the last few, and with, like, big movies coming out soon, things are kind of as good as they've been in a while. So I don't know why now they delayed it, but... I'm guessing it's that we're finally hitting the production lag that we lost during the pandemic, is what I'm just taking... Like, I have no evidence of anything about this, but that's what I'm guessing is happening. And so they did what Disney normally does, or any of these, like, huge studios do, is they just, like have all their weekends that they staked clean to, and so they just, like, slid them back or whatever, so... Yeah. I think there's, like, six months, five or six months between The Eternals in November and when Doctor Strange now comes out in May. Oh. So, you okay. know, it's fine. It doesn't, you know, it's not that long of a time, you know, a year That's between right, things yeah. is plenty, You're but right. normally when they, or not normally, but lately when they're doing, like, six or seven of these in a year or whatever, especially with the COVID, like... You know, a little a little breather is not a bad thing, but I don't know. Who knows? I feel like, yeah, we were so used to them, like, coming out really, really quick. I just bought my Eternals ticket at, tickets this weekend. Yep. And I thought that I was like, I was like, man, it feels like we've, it's been a while since we've seen something. But it was like, Shang-Chi Shang-Chi was like was a month last, ago. Yeah. I know, I know yeah. that. And then I was like, oh, Black Widow was right before that. And like, yep. so like, it's it, it hasn't been that long. No. That November to May... May dip right there is going to be 
it's Hawkeye comes out at Christmas though, right? Yes, Hawkeye comes out. It's so that'll Marvel, bridge you. The Disney TV or Disney Plus? Yeah, yeah. Plus, you know, there's other things. Yeah, there's so many other things. Even if you're like, even if you're just like in like the nerd sort of superhero things, like there's other things to watch, right? So like, there is. There's no shortage of content. I I honestly like Marvel coming out so often because it gives me like checkpoints of the year. Like, so I could tell the time is passing and with sure. dealing with the pandemic, like when it well, didn't. Like the weird thing that like the added wrinkle here is that like, I already own, like I've, I've had Black Widow on Blu-ray for like a month and like Shang-Chi comes out soon. It's just like, I don't know, like that like messes me up. Like I do agree with you, but it's like, I don't know, like there's no turnaround. It's just like, okay, <laughs> Black Widow out in theaters in end of May, beginning of June, whatever it was, end of June, it got delayed, I think, whatever. And then like. August or September, I have it in my house. It's like, what? Like, how? Why? What? Okay, cool. Like, I know that it was, like, on Disney Plus the same yes. day. It's like, you could watch in your house, but, like, the turnaround used to be, like, four, five, six months, and now it's just like, oh, yeah, like, you know, Shang-Chi out in theaters, but buy Black Widow on 4K. It's just, okay, sure. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I do have time. another story, and this is now, like, a week or so old, so it'd be, like, two weeks old by the time this hits the main thing, but this is a story that's right up your alley. So what? I started listening to a new podcast called Who Weekly. Uh, my friend Lily was like, I think you might like it. And she's surprised that I actually do like it. But it's like the one thing I do that I can really turn my brain off. It's these two guys. It's a, it's a guy and a girl, Bobby and Lindsay. And okay. they, it's just like kind of B-list and below celebrity gossip. Everything you need to know about the celebrities, you don't. So Okay, okay. I'm sure that over time, there will be a lot of stories I can call from this. But they shared a story about Tyrese. Okay. That is... So Tyrese, it's crazy. And apparently he's come up on the show before doing some things like this. So he was. Are you listening dating. to recent ones or past ones? Like how I'm is... listening. I, I cannot go back and listen to. That's old, what I like, mean. It's all like it's all like them reacting Four to year Instagram old things, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Tyrese is dating this woman, Zelly Timothy. I don't know who she is. She's an influencer or something, right? She's just a model, actress, whatever. It's just whatever. But, she rides the plane, Roman bitches. Yes. She and Tyrese apparently broke up and they put on social media like he's like i you know zelly i'm always gonna love you i always respect you but like the uh, same work. you know it's not yeah. working lincoln bio okay then she posts something about like how he did her wrong blah 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 blah. lincoln bio and the link in both their bio goes to her youtube page which is a new youtube page that had no videos okay and so then like two weeks later tyrese does an instagram story on instagram live and it's like guys i gotta come clean we didn't really break up no shit we were just trying to get followers for her new YouTube channel. And he's like, it wasn't my, it wasn't my fault. It wasn't my idea. It was her idea. And she's like, no, it was your idea. He's like, all right, it was my idea. <laughs> There's this relationship. Nobody really gives a shit who Tyrese is dating. But, like, all of this, like, manufactured bullshit drama yes. got them 8,000 followers on Twitter, on YouTube, which is nothing. You like our, bought them our, for more. Our YouTube yeah. has, like, 2,500 followers or something – Nobody, nobody. Like, that's not. We're nobody, right? So like, yes, for Tyrese, nobody. who is in Fast and Furious movies, to like bullshit his way through like this, like, oh my god, uh, my A my heart is broken. Up. I'm always yeah. gonna love her. Lincoln bio. Go to her YouTube for eight thousand followers. Like that's just kind of sad and pathetic. So um, <laughs> I feel bad for you, Tyrese. I mean, I feel like I I can see us getting. Like bigger people on the show, I get the impression that Tyrese will never ever do this. So like, I don't like talking <laughs> shit about like actors in these movies, and I'm still not here. But like, 
Yeah. Of all the people that we could ever get, like I think it's a, I think it's more likely we took, we get The Rock on here than Tyrese, just because I don't think Tyrese would ever do this kind of thing. So I don't feel as bad being like Tyrese. What are you doing here, man? I think that we should we should tell Tyrese that we broke up. Lincoln mm. bio. And then maybe he's going to be confused and he'll he'll click. And Lincoln bio is a link to the Zencaster room. Exactly. And we could kind of like just trick him. Yeah. And we'll come clean. We'll tell him, look, it was definitely your Ugh. idea. And then you'll say, no, it was my idea. I'll be like, it was my idea. Mm-hmm. And he'll just be tricked into being here. So I imagine I will have lots of uh, Fast and Furious adjacent because I feel like so the, the the podcast is like they talk about whether people are thems or who's where it's like, who is that? And then it's like, oh, them. Like, them <laughs> is like a, it's more of a they're more of like a known quantity. Who is kind <laughs> of like a thing. But I was I thinking like that. that like a lot of the actors, not all of them, but a lot of the actors, I think by their definition, I'm still new to the podcast. A lot of the actors in the Fast and Furious are kind of who's, but the Fast and Furious itself is a very much of a them. It's like oh, it's like this very known thing, popular by people. People like wait, Jordana Brewster, like who is that? Right. So like and it's an like, interesting. Oh, the girl from Fast and the Furious. You're like oh yeah. yeah yeah okay. Like The Rock, obviously a them. Yeah. Statham probably a them. Vin Diesel probably a them. But a lot of the other people just like what they're most known for is this one thing sort of right so it's exactly. an interesting i don't know but yes any more uh, gossip i have coming please at you share from who weekly i will share on this here. is so out of off brand for you but i kind of I know like but it. It, I, again it really helps me shut my brain off and it's wonderful <laughs> and they're 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 both very funny and plus i think it seems like the producer editor podcaster brain i have is like i can tell they record remotely and they edit and everything and just like i'm like oh okay, okay. so like it's we're not the only people who do that right like they're okay. wildly successful or so whatever so yeah. No, that's awesome. I'm go- well. Welcome aboard, brother. Just baby stepping, baby stepping right into the. Oh, but I'm never gonna watch this stuff. Like they're it's like, okay. they talk about I'm Big Brother. Saying. They talk about you just dip your really toe in the deep end. Much, but yeah, just dip your t- you're dipping your toe in. That's fine. You don't have to watch it. But just I like, understand the cultural implications of like one or two things per episode. I'm like, oh, okay. Yes, but still, like Emily Mariko, I knew. You know Emily Mariko? No. Who's that? She's this girl <laughs> on TikTok who has like four. There's like four million followers or something like that. Like she just kind of like reheats rice and salmon every day. It's a very not every day, but like it's just like a very like low key cooking vibe. And I'm like, oh, I read a BuzzFeed thing about her. BuzzFeed okay. Tech. I want to clarify, but it's just like that's like the one thing I knew her and I knew Tyrese. But it's just like I don't know like who the fuck any of these people are. So yeah, okay, I don't know. <laughs> that works. Who weekly? That's all the news I got, and that's not even news. It's just a that trailer was, yeah, and Tyrese was... being Tyrese. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. Joe, Fast and Furious Minute, the final thing to do before we take a break is the Fast and Furious Minute for Too Fast, Too Furious. Minute 32, a minute I called Bumper Cars. It's a good name. <laughs> oh yeah, you think you're the bomb room? Watch this, bro. 
So in this minute, the drivers continue to race down Alligator Alley. One unnamed driver, who I have previously described as Driver 7, tries to sneak <laughs> between two tractor trailers and spectacularly fails. He pinballs back and forth between two trucks, gets caught under one, and is driven over. Another racer, who I previously described as Driver 6, crashes into the total racer's car as, the, as most of the highway traffic slows down. Brian, Ro- Roman, Fabio, and Fonzie continue to speed ahead in the race as the minute ends. So I'm going to take a moment to pour one out. Rest in peace to Driver 7. I like Driver 7. It kind of sounds like Racer X. Yeah. It's like a nice flow to it. I knew that these people didn't matter, and then the movie doesn't even give a shit like what their names are, just four dudes, right? So Yeah, exactly. Do you think he could have survived if he had braked? He well, pinballs uh, once, right? Like If he slams he on the through. brakes, it, he has a much better chance of survival. Sure. I don't know if he does or does not survive, but you should brake. Like, going continually forward was the worst option, and that's... Sure, yeah. He, he chose violence that day, so he that's did. what he got. So I was trying to figure out what happened, because I think it's easy to assume, and right to assume, that, like, the other racers are fucking with these tractor trailers, right? Because there's, like, eight cars doing, like, 150 miles an hour or whatever down Alligator Alley, and you're just trying to, like, not hit these cars, right? As, like, a normal driver or truck truck driver or whatever. Yeah. As I'm watching this, like... The tractor trailer on the left, if you're, like, in the driver's seat behind them, the one on the left is kind of straddling two lanes. And I'm like, is this guy, like, drifting? Or like, I don't know why. I, I don't think know, why that, is he? I think that sometimes this happens, and I've seen it happen before, if truck drivers know, and I'm sure Nick could tell us this is true or not, but, like, if truck drivers know that there's, like, a bunch of assholes coming up behind them, like, they'll radio ahead, and I'll see, like, trucks, like, kind of spread out and be like, no. Like, relax. Interesting. Okay, because there's one shot, and it's very it, it goes away very quickly, but there's one shot where, like, when he's straddling two lanes, yes. it's because one of the drivers, whether it's Roman or Brian or Fonzie or Fabio, whatever, is it's going on around. his left. Yeah, yeah. it's going so around he had, like, him. Yeah. veered right to not run over the guy or not get hit by the guy or whatever. And so I think whoever's going past driver seven essentially leads to the like, domino effect into his death because... He's trying to avoid the other racers. But then when the car's like pinballing back and forth, he's in like two other lanes. Like he's like gone back the other way. So maybe that's what you're talking about. Maybe it's like, you know, trying to like spread out or I don't know. But kind of like run like this defense. Guy is- I'm sure that they've been fucking with everybody on this road, right? So like I'm sure that they pissed off some other truck drivers beforehand, like just being assholes, cutting people right. off, sending other cars in front mm-hmm. of the truck type situations. So like as they're going, you know, because we start kind of, near the middle slash end of this part of the race, right? Yep. I have no evidence for it, but I'm I'm guessing that, like, somebody might have called ahead, said, hey, watch out for these assholes. They're coming up on you. And these truck drivers are like, well, fuck those guys. They need to slow down. They're being assholes. And they kind of spread out, you know, kind of drive side by side just to kind of run defense against these guys because they're being assholes. So there's two other weird things that I noticed about the behaviors in this. Number one, and I don't think it's that weird because they probably don't know what happened, but, like, Brian and Roman are, like, having a ball. Like, they're, they're just, giddy. like, laughing and giddy, and, yep. like, a Through dude death. just died, yep. right? And it's like, okay, yep. maybe whatever. The other thing is that, and we saw this kind of in the first movie, too, that the truck driver literally drives over a car, right? Like, it pinballs back oh. and forth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Drives over the car. Because he, he becomes, like, perpendicular to the tires of the car. Yep sliding yep. and the truck just goes right over the roof of it and neither truck driver stops 
No, no, they didn't. They just keep going. And, like, <laughs> we talked about this in the first movie when when Vince tries to, like, you know, when the truck driver shoots Vince That kind of made sense, though. He keeps going. This is, like, why? Because, like, tr- Driver 7, his car gets fucked up. He presumably gets killed. He's there. Driver 6 crashes into him. And then you can see behind them most of the cars on the highway stop, right? Like, they're yeah. all slowing down. And our, our racers... crash, yeah. So right. they have to, like, adjust to this, yeah. But these two truck drivers just literally keep on trucking and it's like what and so i'm wondering and this is just fan fiction that will never get answered i wonder if they're working for carter Verone to like just run some interference oh. and just like or just like oh my god i just ran over a guy uh i need to get out of here like the wrong thing to do but i, I also know. saw this in your notes and it like kind of stops like right after he goes over it's so, like we don't know if they're like they're still reacting and then slow down and pull over or what like we don't see them continually drive right. like a right. minute later we just see that they don't stop immediately after they run over that guy. It's I yeah, like it, I get what I'm all, saying. It for, kind of yeah, for what we know, right? They run the guy over, and then like ten seconds later, five seconds later, when they're like you know a quarter of a mile down the road, then they pull over, right? Yes, like, they like they're we, trying we to safely that. pull over because yes. they're right next to each other. Yeah, but it does feel like while this car is pinballing and getting run over, they're just like, well, we're not going to break, we're not going to slow down, we're just going to keep on going. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, it cool. it does, it does. I was just trying to get in the minds of the drivers, both the racers and the tractor trailer drivers. But Joe, what did you notice in minute 32 in bumper cars? So I was watching this a bunch and I was so proud of myself. There is a millisecond instance in this minute where Roman is driving behind that Ford Taurus that we see the front shot of, like before, like he goes around and then Brian goes around that you can see the signs of the exit. I found where they are on the exit. It looks a little bit different now. So is this still Alligator Alley or is this the end of Alligator Alley? Or like, where is this in relation to where they've been? <laughs> or they're nowhere near anymore. It's just, it's, it's <laughs> geographically impossible. They were in downtown Miami. Now they're taking another exit in Miami, like downtown. Cool. Okay. Like, okay, but the, the part that they were driving on in the beginning, it, like one part was alligator alley driving through the everglades so that they pretty much like went out went on the highway did kind of a u-turn and then are coming back okay i mean like that, that's what it seems like to like obviously you know none of the geography makes any fucking sense right like yeah well they're actually in little havana but they were driving along a different part of the road that they like wouldn't have been anywhere near because okay. like this part actually makes the most sense it was that middle part that they were on alligator alley that made no sense Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they just had, like, a shot of them being on, like, on, like, this nice straight road there. But, like, Carter Verone's house and this exit would make sense. But they, like, the in-between road didn't. Got some other cars and lanes. So something that was very interesting to me this time, and I'm sure a lot of movies do it. I know it's not this, this is not the first one. When you watch this in the movie, everything's happening so fast. We're in the middle of a race, right? Yep. In this movie, it is edited perfectly that every time that Roman and Brian are talking to each other, that is happening simultaneously of the parts of the cars that we're seeing. And it was jarring watching it pause, click, pause, click, pause, click. You're seeing Roman and Brian drive up behind a car, go left around the car, and are kind of chasing each other. And every stop, you know, he's like, I got something for you, Brian. And like, you still got it, Rome? And like, then there's like three, five second scenes in between of them talking that is different than that. And so like, I thought that they were reusing clips of what was happening in the race. 
the monologue parts, I'll call them monologue parts, are dropped in between perfectly of what's happening in the cars. It's continuous. There's continuity there. But it feels weird because you're not missing the seconds of them saying something. It just, like, is just perfectly dropped in. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I was watching this, like, in pause slow motion i'm like we were like the car was just there like you're watching like the continuation of the scene but we've wasted five seconds and we know that like it wouldn't have taken him five seconds to go around this car so it, it makes it weird when i was like watching it and i kept having to go back and see if that was the thing and the other thing that factor in like i know i don't know if this makes it worse or makes it better or not but like if they're doing like 150 miles an hour that means yes. that every 25 seconds i think right they're yeah. Like, 20 to 25 seconds, they're doing a mile. So, in five seconds, they're going, like, a quarter mile. Yeah. Theoretically. And so, when you add in that geography or that math or whatever, it's like, oh, that's another thing that doesn't quite make sense. Yeah, it was hard for my brain to, like, process, like, what what was happening. Because, like, I kept, like I said, I kept pausing. And then, like, I would see the, the cars are only moving, like, a very, very small amount. They're conveying speed well. But, like, in actuality, like... The cars that they're passing are the same cars that you see from every perspective because they're not actually going that far distance-wise because the internal dialogue parts don't count towards the time that you're watching. Right. And they're also, like, when Brian and Roman are talking to each other, like, not only are they happening at the same time as the cars driving, yes, but they're also happening at the same time as each other. Yes, exactly. So it's they're not actually four it's, different things in the same five seconds, right? It's yep, like Brian yep. driving and Brian talking and Roman driving and Roman talking. Also Fonzie talking and also Fabio talking or whatever, right? So Yep. Yeah. And yeah. like and all of these things are happening simultaneously, but the cars keep in the same pace. Like you don't like go back and see like what they're all seeing at the same time. They just can just put you on the same path. So it was weird for me to try to break like when I was breaking it down, it just like felt weird to my brain because I've never paid attention close enough to notice that in the movie and like yeah. i feel like in in like fast and furious one it kind of had like a flow like especially even in the races like brian does something and that causes dom to do something so you have the time in the cars too right like that's still lined up with granted the race takes you know 45 seconds but it's like action following action this is all happening at the same time right so it was it was a little bit different for me anything else that you notice in this minute because again like, it's it's weird like that there's a lot happening in that regard and also not a lot because it's all over the same couple of seconds it's all over right? the same couple of seconds not really good inside shots of cars um i was proud that i found the exits that look different but added a couple new cars that's pretty much it so the trivia question that i have and i don't know if i love this one but i i, I had a similar a times, one go ahead and i'm and i also can't think of another answer so i only have three answers to this but we talked about it before what do the tractor trailers do after crushing one of the racers cars do they crash into one another no do they keep driving yes or do they stop on the highway slowing down traffic we don't see that but the answer would be keep driving. But do you have another question? Do you have a better question? Do you have a different version of that question? I do. I was going to play along the same things. And I know that you don't normally like these, but we don't have one yet. Which car gets run over by the tractor trailer? Red Mustang Saline. The Corvette wrecks into it behind it. And then you can use two of the other cars from the thing. You know what okay, I mean? Okay, so give me four colors and four uh, the, four cars with their colors. And we can do that as a question. It was, it was the red Mustang Saline. That's the one that does get run over. It was a black Corvette, which is um, up above. Oh, um, yellow Dodge Viper. Black BMW uh, 323iS. So, and the answer is the... 
red mustang. mustang. Yes, which I so okay. that's the, and I figured if we put the color in, that makes it a little bit easier, right? Like a little bit yeah, more I, fair. I won't be able to know the cars, yes, but exactly. The color, yes. But the color and it's also confusing because like the Corvette hits it. And we don't, we haven't really asked a car question yet. I don't think this is too nitpicky of like what's happening because it's a big scene. So you probably remember the red car, but you also might not. Which car pinballs off two tractor trailers on in Alligator Alley, leading to the driver's presumed death? The black BMW, the black Corvette, the red Mustang Saline, or the yellow Dodge Viper? And that's really like, yeah, if you put the colors like that, that's really just them asking... What color was the car, right? Black, black, red, or yellow. And the two blacks is a good thing because that's normally what we would do to be assholes, but it's not mm-hmm. It's not the right answer. So good double, triple reverse, right? Minute 32, we are now 34 questions on the Too Fast, Too Forever quiz for Too Fast, Too Furious, getting up there toward 50. Any other thoughts about this minute or anything else before I take a break? I'm ready to get out of this fucking race, dude. Well, the weird thing is that right before we started the race, we're like, I can't believe how quickly the race started. And now we're like two and a half minutes in and just like, is it still going on? I mean, it's it's... It's not that long, but it also feels minute by minute long, right? Yeah, it feels very, very long. I mean, we knew that from, like, the last movie and stuff like that, but I want to get to the boat house. I want to, like, look around there and stuff like that. This is – John Singleton does a really good job of conveying speed, but he doesn't give us as much fun inside the cars that Rob Cohen did. There's not as many, like, dash shots and stuff like that. He's trying to keep, like, the movie running more so than – like, the cars are an element of his movie, not the movie is about cars. Okay, yeah, sure. It's much different when you're watching it, you know, pause, 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 minute by minute um, for my brain. So I'm, I'm excited to see something interesting. Well, let's take a break and let us come back and talk about Hobbs and Shaw. This episode is brought to you by Bill Jacobs Mini, and they offer a wide selection of certified pre-owned minis, uncompromising quality and value, so check out Bill Jacobs Mini. Well, shout out to them, and welcome back to the show. Joining us today, so if you are a Cage Club Podcast Network super fan, you have heard our guest on some episodes of X's for Podcast. Uh, she has been in our orbit. We have been, we were just talking before we started recording. She has been number one in the guest queue for Viva Pod Vegas, the Elvis podcast I did with Mike. Uh, we've had no guests on there because we're just like, it's kind of a last minute, like, hey, Mike, come down here. Let's do this thing. And just everything else, it just things get thrown to the wind. But <laughs> we're, ma- I'm sort of extending an olive branch to apologize for our lack of having our guest on Viva Pod Vegas by having her on Too Fast, Too Forever with us tonight. We have Tori Sheehan. Hello, Tori. Hi, fellas. How are you today? Good. How are you? Oh, you know, I'm so excited to to do this. This is actually, um, I mentioned this to Joey before, but this is the first time I've watched a Fast and Furious movie. Any, uh, any, any, any ever. I mean, I'm sure that I've seen bits and pieces when my dad is doing like the FX, like, channel scroll sure yeah, always, yeah. Um, yes always, but always. the closest i think i've gotten is i think i've seen i've seen the the transporter and probably parts of the new italian job okay cool. okay <laughs> yeah. cool 
Well, the original Italian job is awesome. The new one is is good. It's whatever. I'm not a huge fan of that. We talked about it, that. The original yes. one is so cool, and Michael Caine is just like a badass in that. So if you ever, even if you don't like these movies, that one, great. But I'm excited because we've had we've had a lot of guests on the show who have never seen any of these movies. Like the first time they watch any of these movies is with us. But it's the first time, I, maybe in this lap. It's been a while ever. since we've had what someone new on like that's it's brand new so like this is something that we have done before but it's been a while since you know we're welcoming in a new fast fan hopefully fast fan maybe not i don't know and this is the first time we've ever not started with the first one which i'm very very interested in is that true yeah we've never pitched like just a random one to someone well because we've talked about a lot but this this fits you know i'm i'm yes i'm i'm scheduling right now next lap and so i messaged tori i'm like you want to be on she's like absolutely as long as like it's okay that i've the closest i've ever seen is a transporter movie and i'm like well actually we don't have a guest for this week because so tori this might sound crazy but the first movie the second movie the third movie the fourth movie the fifth movie and then this one all kind of could work as someone's first movie in the franchise. Yep. I have heard that the timeline's a little wonky with this, which is why I spent yes. time being like, okay, when did Helen Mirren start being a part of this? Because she seems <laughs> a little fancy to be here. So she, in the I don't know if you read the backstory, she just loves these movies and was like, oh. in an interview, was like, I would love to be in them. And Vin Diesel was like, yeah, absolutely. Let's get Helen Mirren in yes. the movie. So yeah. like, that's, it's as simple as that. Like, this was her doing. Like, she's like, I want to be in She was in an interview. Them. Yeah. And she, they were like, what, what movies have you not been? been in that you would like to be and she's like i love the fast and furious and like vin heard it so Ooh. yeah i love the fast and furious movies call me vin diesel yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, there's there's the movie i think i've maybe mentioned this on here but there was that movie that came out like 10 or 15 years ago that i don't remember being very good but there's a movie red right it was yes. like a bunch of old people like just like not old people but like in their 50s and 60s like shooting it's, rocket launchers and like it's like helen mirren wants to be an action star she wants to shoot like why would you not let her shoot a rocket launcher right like obviously. it's cool Yes. Yeah. yeah, my dad loves that movie. It's got like uh, it's got like Bruce Willis and Morgan mm-hmm. Freeman and all these guys who are just a little past their prime, blowing things up forever. So now we normally, and that's a good transition here, we normally have a lot of top of the show questions about like your history with the franchise, some either or questions about characters, but like none of that really applies because this is like a sort of a standalone movie. So I just want to ask, because you're, you're into, you know, comic books and kind of like general like nerd kind of whatever, like not this is nerd, but like it's in the realm, like what kept you from these movies because like you're a pop culture kind of girl like it just what why have you never is it just like you don't really think you're gonna like them like what kept you away from the fast and the furious so long really interesting and i'm going to say something that's probably very controversial um i don't watch boy movies oh i really don't and i haven't ever since i was a kid like my number one is like I haven't seen The Sandlot. It took me until two years ago to see The Lost Boys. Like, I haven't seen, like, there's just a bunch of boy movies that just completely pass me by because I have very little interest in watching guys do do things where I'm just like, if you had one single girl of the same age around you, this shit would be solved in 20 seconds. Sure. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. yeah. A lot of the time. Big blow them up car driving movies aren't really my bag. I like a lot more. It's really interesting. I probably should have picked it up once it started being more than three movies because I actually do love continuity. I love getting deeper into characters and backstories and like who's like friendly with who because of what and what's going on. Like actually, Mm -hmm. I probably would be really into that. But and but it just sort of 
I think they also all came out like when the Marvel movies were coming out and I just sort of had to pick one lane and stick to it because I didn't I as I I car reference nice yes yes (laughs) (laughs) um because I work in theater, I don't get much time to go to the movie theater sure. for a long time. And so summer movies, like I had two chances to see a movie every year and like it was usually the Marvel ones. So, sure. Okay. Yeah, it yeah. makes total sense. But I remember when Paul Walker passed away and I remember when, oh, there's some, is Tokyo Drift a prequel? Some one of those kind like of, a prequel. It's, it's yeah. not a prequel. It's sort of a standalone side thing that becomes like it's folded in. It's a whole thing. And maybe you know we'll see. We'll see what the fan reaction to this episode is. But if you ever want to watch all of them, we'd be happy to have you on like for a full lap because like it really brings us joy to like walk somebody through. Assuming yeah. you like this movie at all, like if you're I like mean, this is the worst movie I've ever seen, then we're like maybe maybe you don't come back. It's but. not the worst movie I've ever okay. seen. I can tell you what that one is right away, and it's called Poultrygeist, and don't watch it. I oh, have the turkey. It was on my list to see for a yes. while, and I never Chicken. did. And I think I'm probably fine. you shouldn't. It drops the n word quite Ugh. a lot in the middle of a Ugh. white man rap, and mm. um, yeah, there's. I, I mean, my friends and I, we are hardcore uh, horror people. Like we all watched uh, the Human Centipede two together. Sure, like, okay, that's just fun. But we got about five minutes into Poultry Guys, and we were like, oh no, 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 we got to tap out. Like this is not fun Ugh. horror this is actual like i need i need to turn this off it's it's hurting my soul well that's that's unfortunate so was, but you are here now fine. this was a great movie hobbs and shaw is fantastic i felt a little bit behind because they were mentioning things like we did a job in la and i was like this is where we would have a flashback to the previous movie or something. <laughs> yeah. well, so so this is the weird thing so like there's obviously a continuity and it's, it's sort of it's we compared a lot to the mcu which you're obviously familiar with you mentioned before Every movie kind of has to be available and accessible to a new fan, right? Where it's like, this, if, you know, F9, for instance, the ninth movie in the main installment, the 10th Fast and Furious movie, is someone out there's first Fast and Furious movie. So, like, you can't completely alienate them, but it probably helps if you've seen most of them, right? What year did these start? Like, 2008, 2009? Oh, shit. So, we have, like, kids who can almost drink right now who were born, like, right when they started. 01 and then 03 and then 06, I think. And then the fourth one comes out in 09. So the fourth one, which is essentially kind of a reboot, is the first one to come out in the MCU era before the MCU was the MCU. Like, that's post-Iron Man. Yeah. So that kind of establishes a different sort of tone. Yeah, this has been going on for 20 years. There's been 10 of them. And so they all kind of sort of work on their own. They all kind of flashback. But this one truly... Especially it's a within, side like, step. Yeah. It's a sidestep because there is, I don't know if you know just from pop culture, but The Rock and Vin Diesel are feuding. Are you aware of this or no? I was not aware okay. of that. I've I loved The Rock. Um, the same person who gave me so much Elvis also loved The Rock back when he was on WW whatever letter follows that. Yes. And <laughs> I just I'm like peripherally aware of things, but I'm pretty sure Vin Diesel hasn't been canceled yet. I think that one's Dave Bautista, but I could be also wrong. I don't. So Dave Bautista hates the franchise. As far as I know, no one, which is amazing given the size of the cast. I don't mm. think any of these actors have been canceled. I mean, Gina Carano got Gina canceled, Carano, but she's, she's only in one movie, though. But yes, either way, whatever. None of the main people have been canceled, which is good. But mm-hmm. Vin Diesel and The Rock had such a tough time making The Fate of the Furious together, apparently, that they no longer speak and they sort of branched off. So like Hobbs and Shaw, 
is this other kind of branching path with your boy, the transporter, and also mm-hmm. the rock. And so this kind of works as an introduction. They're referencing past things, but like, if really. you ask these characters, it's kind of like, this is our own thing now. Like, you, like we come from this world, but we're not really from that world. So, yeah, maybe you want to know about the job in L.A., but it's it doesn't really... I think they, they don't want it to impact your experience in the movie. I think it's more effective here than in most other movies in the franchise, I think. I don't know. I think it definitely... It's really interesting because I actually was taken to see No Time to Die, the James Bond film, sure. yeah, yeah. recently. And mm-hmm. it fe- I, I actually made this comment to my... To, to my parents I said um, this is Daniel Craig has so much continuity in his in his movies that matter to nothing else you yeah. have to know all of his movies to enjoy this last one yep I felt like with this one while I was like oh that L- that reference is probably a movie I didn't feel like I lost anything by not knowing about it Good. I felt like Helen Mirren being in this movie was a giant waste of potential, <laughs> but I was very happy to Wikipedia and see that she was in the one beforehand and the one after. So I was like, all right, mm-hmm. all right, they're using her yes. properly. But I was like, if this was a cameo, they paid way too much money. No. And so the the weirdest thing is that there's another Shaw sibling who's in like one of the flashbacks when they're little kids, but not mm-hmm. the actor, obviously, but yes. he's just not in this movie. And he's not even really referenced. Like he's ba- like in one line, but they, just like, oh, yeah, they mentioned like he just uh, he's like he's like, you've made me you made it seem like I killed my brother. And I was like, oh, yeah. there's a brother. Fuck. That's probably one of those guys in the other movies. Yeah. This time watching it, like we've talked a lot about that because we were like, is he talking about like you like, is he talking at Idris? And, like, this yeah. time I feel like he really meant, like, he killed his brother. Yeah, I, it feels the like... he delivers it, so... It feels like Idris Elba made it... His company, Etienne or or whatever, yeah. Etienne, made it yeah. mm-hmm. seem like he turned traitor on his, own comp- on his own organization. He killed his brother. He became estranged from his sister because of it and his mother and whatever and like he's only starting to get his life back together the interesting thing is that like when we leave them their their brothers are are fine so really? like that's why that's why we're very confused about it too because like the last we saw them like he was alive and they were like kind of together so yeah. like we didn't see if he if he did kill his brother we didn't see it either and like we you know without spoiling previous movies like he kind of shows up late in one of the movies you're like oh he's he's out of whatever it's, it's he's here now and then you know in the marketing leading up to this movie there was no mention of him it's just like oh maybe he'll like come in in a similar way and just no no just he's not he's not here so yeah. cool Without further ado, there's a question we're going to get to in a little bit, Joe. We'll talk about the Jacob thing in a second. But, Tori, what do you think for your first Fast and Furious movie, Hobbs and Shaw, overall impressions? Did you enjoy this movie? Would you watch more? What did you like? What you think? What you like about Hobbs Characters and Shaw? Characters you liked, parts you liked. I mean, I'm a huge Vanessa Kirby fan from yeah, who The Crown. Isn't? I think she's beautiful. I think beautiful. I think she's so talented. I think she's absolutely fantastic. I think she kicks a lot of ass in this movie. Mm-hmm, yep. I wish... Um, I'm going to butcher her name. Isa Gonzalez, uh, mm-hmm. I felt was fantastic. I thought the women in this were absolutely great. Yes. I felt that the uh, back and forth between between The Rock and Jason Statham was very organic, warm in an enemies to best buds kind of way. Sure. We'll get to it when we get to that scene, but I have a lot of conversation about the physics of large chains and helicopters versus trucks. Oh, I will say, physics <laughs> both make sense and don't make sense. So, like, right. pay a little bit of mind to it, but largely just throw it out the window. Because, like, <laughs> physics exists, but not in a way that really Sometimes. makes sense. Sometimes. Sometimes yes. it does when they need it to. 
But I would say that this that these are exactly what I thought they were, which is fun, fluffy, boy driven summer movies. Yeah. This one in particular, I think. Yes. I could put these all on probably like if I was having like a Christmas where like no one was allowed to see me, which also a virus that could kill the whole world feels very different <laughs> now than it probably did yes. when it came out. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Much different. So, but uh, I could see this being like having it on in the background during like a Christmas party or something. And it's just like you can tune in, tune out and you're not missing much. Exactly. This is, this is ultimately like our pitch is that like people that might have preconceptions about them, whatever. Ultimately, these movies are just fun because they're always on TV and they're always good to have on in the background while you're doing whatever else, cooking, folding laundry, whatever other like Saturday afternoon chores you're doing. Like you have it on, you walk in, you're like, oh yeah, I remember that. And then you keep going. Like, right? Yes. Like that's what it comes down to. Exactly. And I also want to congratulate you guys. I'm a completist. I like to start at the beginning as noted by the fact that Nico keeps trying to start a Daredevil podcast with me and I refuse to do it unless we start from the 1960s. So getting me to start on a movie <laughs> that is nine movies into a 10 movie franchise is something I haven't done since I was... 11 years old and read the third Harry Potter book first. It feels, well, it I will feels also right say <laughs> it is it is the start of a new franchise, kind of. Like, there was a Hobbs and Shaw 2 greenlit. So just think about it like it's the start of that as opposed to the ninth installment and other things. So, you know, yeah. however you need to prioritize, however you need to, like, mentally catalog it, because I'm right there with you. It's like, nope, nope, can't can't start this new podcast. Got to listen to the first 150 episodes or whatever, right? Yep. So yep. But it's I'm a divergent right path, for sure. It, you, you did... You did nothing wrong. You can feel very comforted in your choice. It's it's not. Wait, if this much. is if this is lap nine, how is how is this episode two hundred six? Well, because we do episodes in between. So like we started, we've gone through so many schedule shifts. We started monthly, and then we went to every other week, and then in between those weeks, we were doing like related movies. Like we covered after in this movie, like you mentioned, they uh, they reference the Italian jobs. We're like, oh, we'll talk about the Italian jobs. So we just did that and talked about it. Like if this movie exists within the world of the Fast and Furious, how is Jason Statham's character here? How is Charlize Theron's character here? Whatever. How do they cross over? Whatever. As time goes on, we became a weekly podcast. And twice a week during the pandemic and we just did a bunch of other things mm-hmm. so we've talked about each movie nine times the newer ones a few times less but we've also talked about more than a hundred movies now by this point so lots, lots going related on. yeah wow this is going to require a little bit of creative thinking about characters that you do not know and you have not mm-hmm. met and may never meet if you don't watch these other movies but hopefully one day you will but we've been kicking off every conversation this lap because in the newest movie in f9 which just came out this summer the big reveal, which is in every trailer, is that Dom Toretto, Vin Diesel's character, mm-hmm. has a brother, played by John Cena. We've never is, met before. Oh. We never knew him, but he's sort of been behind the scenes. He's, like, uh, again, a world-class spy, secret agent, <laughs> bodybuilder, yes. expert driver, <laughs> all these things that all these guys are. So, wait, so all in the Fast and Furious, they're all spies, too? Yeah, they're all everything. It's oh. They're all everything. I thought they were we just, like, there. some dudes who were racing and then got we involved in well, They start there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So, but by, by this point, they're all spies. They're all saving the world, every movie. Each episode, we've been saying, where would Jacob be? Where would John Cena's character be, Dom's brother, at the time of this movie? And there's no wrong answers, because we he didn't exist. We don't know. Mm-hmm. But if he was in the world, where would he be doing? Is he involved in this kind of thing? And if you don't know how to answer, you can pass, or you can just come up with something like random. Because this is, objectively, the weirdest one to, to do, because... 
it's a divergent path. And also, you don't have the history. So if you don't have an answer, but we're, just think about where a super spy could be or would be. Lurking in the background. At the, the time of this movie. A but super Joe, spy who works, does he work for the CIA? He works for, he used to work for, here's, <laughs> so okay, here's the other piece that we know. He used to work for like a secret governmental organization and then went rogue. Ah. Maybe around this time he goes rogue, it's unclear, but he's working for a CIA type business, company, organization and he was working for kurt russell's character mm-hmm. named mr nobody and then at some point he went rogue and then that's when he shows up in nine as sort of like a full-fledged villain so joe i've thought about this i don't have good answers where do you think jacob is at the time in the events of Hobbs and shaw i'm gonna leave one for you because i think that's low-hanging fruit and i think you could take that if you want it but what i was thinking is you know we've talked a lot about the voice of etion Sure. And who it could be. Mm-hmm. And this time listening, it almost sounded like John Cena to me. I know it's not him. Okay. In the sense of like the delivery and the modulation kind of made it, the modulation made it sound more like John Cena. Okay. And I was thinking like, oh, you know, John Cena was probably rogue. There's no reason why he couldn't have been running Etion because like Etion and, and Charlize haven't really crossed paths yet, right? Sure. Yep. And, like, we were always saying, like, she has to be involved with that, right? Like, that eventually they have to come together. But, like, I think that John Cena might be th- behind Etion and the okay. voice of it. That's Fascinating. I'm, I'm curious now, what is your low-hanging fruit? What's the other option? What were you thinking? Um, That Helen Mirren's in jail, so he's running whatever things oh, that she sure. was running. Okay. Because he says, like, you know, like, whenever somebody, like, somebody yes. has to yeah, pick yeah, up yeah. the pieces. So I thought that maybe he was doing that. That was That's okay. what I thought was a little bit easier, but... I think I, I genuinely don't even know where to begin because I feel like there are so many ways that he could like maybe he's also kind of working with Locke, like with Ryan Reynolds character. Maybe yeah. he like runs into Dinkley or whatever. Or maybe he's like I don't think he's in Samoa. I don't think he's there. No, I think definitely that's not. Nope, I removed. Agree. Yep. I don't know, because like this movie's very globe spanning, globe hopping, globe trotting, whatever, but they don't really spend a ton of time anywhere until they get to Samoa. I think London. You gotta be like London, right? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't I don't really have a, a great answer. I mean we we've had him following the family and sort of, you know, in I think But they're in not here. Seven. Yeah. I, I I don't know that he's involved here. Because I think if he is following Dom, I don't know how much time and effort he's able to put to the tangential people that dom has in his life right like yeah i can see him going after brian or mia or roman or, or han or whatever but like to go after these guys that dom turned to the family seems like a lot of work and like i just don't know that he has i don't know that he's in this world makes sense maybe he's the one who said to mr nobody why don't you go pick up that jason statham dude while you're over there yeah 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 so he's like helping do some advanced scouting or something. Yeah, he because the the CIA guy who comes to Jason Statham, the guy who comes to Shaw says that he's from Mister Nobody, which I thought was a great option to get an Odysseus joke, but we just didn't get it in time. <laughs> oh yeah, let's let's bring all of the literature and all of the you know I've philosophical got illusions. So please. many tabs open on my laptop right now well so we know that hobbs like we know that there are some sort of very overt ones but i think i based on the number of tabs i'm sure that you have gone deeper than we've even gone on here but yes, i kind of want to hear ahead. this new perspective yeah, yeah please 
I can't speak yet on whether or not their philosophies match their characters because I really don't think they do. I mean, Hobbes' major philosophies are about the ways in which government can be organized in order in order to avoid civil war. But like he was kind hanging of. around in the 17th century. Um, Locke. I would say well, that kind he's, of a gov- he's a governmental man. Yeah, that's not your. So here you could you would explain philosophers, and we could probably be like, yeah, okay. So, but yeah, for like the the backstory we know for Hobbes, yeah, that works. Yeah, and he's very like the English Civil Wars. Um, he's one of the he's one of the majors. Like Hobbes is the major one. That's why it's Calvin and Hobbes in the in yes. the cartoon. Mm-hmm. John Locke is a major philosopher. Locke is uh, Ryan Reynolds' character, which yep. ooh, no one told me Ryan Reynolds or Ke- Kevin Hart were in these movies, and I was like, oh, hello, good yes. morning. Yeah, nice yeah. To those are surprises you. for us too, which were uh, blew our mind in the theaters. Yeah, IMDb definitely buried those names. Um, yeah. Shaw is a tougher one because George Bernard Shaw is more known for his plays, but he is considered yep. a philosopher because of um, all of the different things that he put forward. Um, his philosophy is life is that life is a vital force or impulse that strives to attain greater power of contemplation and self-realization. So I think that might work for Shaw and that Shaw's in a very um, turbulent time in his life. Sure. We're going to play at the end of the episode. We're going to we're going to find out which Fast and Furious character you are, and there's descriptions for each that are basically astrological signs, where like they all kind of apply to everybody, and also mm-hmm. kind of apply to nobody. And so I feel yes. like these also kind of apply. Like you know, you could say that that description of GB Shaw is also like you know Hobbes here being like I'm I'm quoting Nietzsche, like I'm just you yes. know I'm that yes. kind yes. of. Pulled it out, and I was like, okay, he said Nietzsche. I actually have to talk about this on the podcast. It was a yeah. joke, but yeah. now it's real. Sure. <laughs> um, and then the one that I found really interesting was because I was like, okay, even if we ignore Locke completely, I was like, Hobbes and Shaw are big ones. I was like, the other third big one has to be Idris Elba's character. Is there a Brixton philosopher? Mm-hmm. There isn't. However, However, philosopher Bertrand Russell was prosecuted for an ex- editorial he wrote. And in February 1918, he was sentenced to six months in Brixton prison, where he oh. wrote a whole bunch of letters and got them published. What, and what was his thing? The Introduction to Mathematical Philosophy. And, which he's, I and he's a see. robot. Yeah. Robotic, mm-hmm. yeah. And then he made copious notes, which would become the analysis of mind, which came out once he was free again. So okay. like AI. Yes. And then I, while I was Googling, somebody, I think on Bustle or something, started talking about the idea of transhumanism when it comes to Brixton's character and yes. how he's evolving and all of these things and what does that mean on a philosophical scale and blah 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 robots (laughs) (laughs) but i was just very fascinated that i mean it's highly possible that they just like picked something that sounded like a prison and they were like it's idris elba like he he sounds tough and this sounds tough it just sounds very british right like brixton just sounds like the island of the like the united kingdom like in a word sort of like they might as well call him brexit yeah, exactly. Yes. And this one came out in 2018? 19. 19. 19. Oh, wow. Yeah. So this was really like right there. He was sentenced in 1918, so he would have been in prison right around that 100 years ago. Blah, blah, blah. It's not as like tightly formulated, but I, I thought it was really interesting. And I was fascinated that like for all that Jason Statham is supposed to be like, you can tell that he's supposed to be the brain's. And that yep. the yes. rock is supposed to be the brawn. Yes. The rock's the one quoting Nietzsche. The rock's the one that's getting along better with people. The rock's the one who finds her first. It's your goddamn sure. sister and you can't find her first. You just go straight to her apartment and you're just like, let me just poke around a little and avoid this grenade. <laughs> you're just yeah. like, 
You really think she's going to go to her apartment when she's on the run, bro? I mean, he does know her. Like, he's able to disarm her traps, but you are right that he is not in the place where he should be and that Hobbs does find him, find her quickly by, like, by thinking like a spy or thinking like, you know, where, where, where the cameras not cover and going from there. So, yeah. Again, the, the thinking man's philosopher. Yes. Yes. I think we strayed a little from the point. Oh, no, no, no. That's fine. Again, we've talked about this movie like seven times. Yeah, this is a very interesting thing to think about. Also, I had a question. Why once the once Brixton and all his people bust into the CIA and everything goes to hell and they escape him, why don't they go back to the CIA? It's compromised. Okay, that that if they stay with the CIA, they won't be safe because they weren't safe already once. Like what's to stop them? Right. From being from him breaking in again. That's what I mm-hmm. always assumed. Yeah, okay. something like that. Okay, because it was never like fully stated. Logic no. and no. physics, no. you kind of have to <laughs> assume a little bit, but also throw a lot of it out. I was very shocked that the CIA didn't show up again at the end on Samoa, being like, "Haha, we've arrived," and you're just like, "Nah, bro, you missed it." No. Yeah. They didn't even come back. Yeah. Yeah, it's like just... they just get dropped really quick. Yeah. That, that kind of happens. The CIA does not really play a huge role. In the movies, like the FBI early a little bit and the LAPD early a little bit. And there's now this DSS, but like the CIA is like its own. So like, so we don't really have in universe like ties to these people or this organization. So like, there's not really like a need, like a narrative need other than like, it kind of would make sense. But I don't Mm -hmm. know. Because there could be a joke there too, like look at the government getting in when like after we took care of business or whatever, right? Yeah, like exactly. just you know. That's what I was expecting because they showed like all of the cars and everything like pulling up, and I was like, oh, the CIA is finally here. And then they reveal that it's more of the island's people, and I was like, that's very exciting, like as a narrative, like as a narrative story for the island as a whole yeah. and for family. And I mean, mm-hmm. he didn't say family uh, at the in the climactic monologue against Idris <laughs> Elba, but I felt it. I felt the we're all family at the Olive Garden that they all talk about. In the, in sure. Yeah, this this movie substitutes Uso, brother, Samoan for brother, Uso. Mm. A yeah, lot, so we get a lot Uso. of that. You know, I was thinking, you, you mentioned him earlier. We've talked about him a lot, obviously, in past episodes. But Kevin Hart as Dinkley particularly tickled me this time. I love Kevin Hart. Love him, you know, <laughs> three well, alphas, he's a Apex Predators. Character? No, no, no. This is his first time. But really? I'm thinking... If and when Hobbs and Shaw 2 comes out, yes. we need to go from twins to triplets, like where you have Schwarzenegger and DeVito and now they're making triplets with oh. Eddie Murphy. Dinkley's got to be in there. And I don't think you have to call it Hobbs and Shaw and Dinkley, but if they called it Hobbs and Shaw and Dinkley, I would love it. It's one of those things where like, yeah. where like you see him just like scrawl his name into the into the title card. Oh, I like that. I do so like that. But I think that he and... Ryan Reynolds are pretty much here to stay now, right? Like that's they're they're not to some extent, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Is this so? This is the first time that The Rock and and Kevin Hart had worked together, or that, had they already done Jungle? Book? No, uh, they've they been friends. Like they were in like Central Intelligence, Intelligence yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they. So we had heard rumors that like Kevin Hart spotted on the set of Hobbs and Shaw. We're like, oh, that makes sense because like they're, they're buddies. buds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when when one, I don't remember they made a both joined TikTok at the same time. Like, but their first TikToks were just like in each other's things like hey we're both here now whatever and it's like they're just friends who like enjoy so like we're like oh kevin hart just on set hanging out with his friend the rock and then for him to actually pop up we're like holy shit like they actually you know but yeah this is the first time this is his this is his introduction to the franchise and there's a there's a moment in f9 where we're like we could have called they could have called dinkley but they call somebody else instead which also makes sense but like mm. maybe he exists in the hobbs and shaw verse as opposed to the main thing, I don't know. I'll be interested to see how much crisscross over they tend they'll be doing between these two. 
I mean, the Helen Mirren's Helen Hobbs Mirren. Or yeah. What, what, what do you mean? That, that, that From that perspective? Yeah, from like how many people from Hobbs and Shaw's kind of spinoff world are going to hop back into the FF world and how many are going to hop back over. I mean, I imagine at some point the two will have to come back together again. Yes, that's what we think too. Whenever stuff calms down between Vin and, and Dwayne. Dwayne Johnson is a PGA member, PS, which I'm very proud of him for. When his name came guilt? up. Yeah, when his name came up as an executive producer, it said Dwayne Johnson, PGA. And I was like, good for you. You got the card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I imagine we'll head back there and then we'll see all them. All those characters start interchanging and coming together and all that good stuff. Well, that's our big question because they're, they have essentially said to either explicitly or not so that Dwayne Johnson is not returning to the main franchise. In my head, I'm like, there's no way he doesn't. But... Maybe it's true. I don't know. But this movie, this time, this is the first time we've watched this one for the podcast since F9 came out. And, you know, I enjoyed it, but it felt sort of even less important Hmm. than in past times because I'm so eager now to see where the main story goes Mm -hmm. and for this to offer... Like, there's not even, like, connections. Like, Joe, I don't know if you were, like, looking for, like, ways to tie this in F9, but, like, it's just a different thing altogether. It's definitely it's definitely its own path, and that's why I was, like, if th- that was what I was pitching. Like, if you start with this one, it doesn't feel weird at all to me. Like, I, right. I don't feel like we did you any disservice no. in that choice because it is so different, and there is so little reverse crossover. Like, the only person we get back in 9 is Helen Mirren, and it's... It's not like she's a pivotal character that's like kind of playing in both because she doesn't really have like a huge role in either, right? Mm-hmm. She's she's there to be Helen Mirren, so she wants to be in them, and they're like, uh, like obviously we're not going to tell her no, and like if you want to keep playing, you know, the mom, like that's awesome, cool, but it, she's not necessary. It definitely feels very very different. I still like Hobbs and Shaw, like I said, like the, I think that Hobbs and Shaw are some of the most like this is some of the most fun Fast and Furious mm-hmm. it is because it's like a, a little bit. I mean, granted, you know, they're trying to save the world, and so, like, that's high stakes, but it feels lower stakes than some of the other Fast and Furious movies, because you don't have so much built on it. So, like, it, it does feel fresh, like a restart, and I like that aspect of it. And, like, they're goofier. It's, like, more of a buddy cop movie. It definitely feels different. I, I like both. I, I want to see more Hobbs and Shaw. I want to see more Fast and Furious, but those also feel like two separate ideas in my head. They don't feel yeah. like as one idea. I like them as separate. I just want them to, to intersect again, because... And like, like Tori, I don't know if you know, but there's there's only going to be two more movies in the main franchise. So there's going to be either a ten part one and ten part two, or ten and eleven, whatever they're going to call them. But there's two more, and mm. so we're nearing the end of the main story. And so for them to like just sort of spin off and never come back, it just feels like a weird. It's like if the MCU did like a bunch of things and like, oh yeah, we're we're heading toward Endgame, but like uh, Black Panther just not going to be there because like he's doing his own thing. It's like, well, why? What? Why? What? I mean, that's how we felt when Civil War happened and Thor just wasn't there and nobody talked yeah. about it. I- I'm fascinated that they're only going to do two more in the main franchise um, because this always felt like something where you could just keep doing them because as Forever. people age out and people age in, like you could just keep going. So they have Greenland. Like we said, the Hobbs and Shaw 2. They've also talked about a an all-female, like a Letty-led, like a Michelle Rodriguez character-led spinoff that has been talked about for three or four years that we don't know where that's going. Yeah. Oh, we talked about Black Widow for a decade. It'll sure. Come. It'll come. But we also think, you know, there's a there's a cartoon on Netflix called Spy Racers, Fast and Furious Spy Racers, that Nico and Kevo have, like, they are, I think, 
the only people we know that like genuinely like those and like that's sort of targeting a younger demo and that also kind of envisions a future like you're suggesting where it's like you can as people age out like kind of like a sort of reboot where it doesn't have to necessarily fully reboot but you could be like yeah the next generation and then if Vin Diesel wants to come back for cameo you still kind of can right so it's there whether they do it I don't know but you're right like there's no reason to really end at 11 but that's what they've chosen to do I don't know it's one of those things where they could literally just be like hi Paul Walker slept with my with my mom 25 years ago and I'm here on a motorcycle and you're just like wow amazing riveting I'll be there (laughs) we would still go I'd buy tickets I'd buy pre-sale tickets for it right like that's how it works exactly what else about this movie anything else that you found that's of particular no things that you love things that you hated things that you were confused by things that you wished were here but that weren't here again sort of apologizing that we dropped you in a weird spot but also what you got for us anything else of note in Hobbs and Shaw is this the way that they normally structure them? The fun opener with it, it it's structured very much like Bond movies and I guess like many other action movies where it's like you have the opener that's the introduction that usually leads to a big fight and then we have the calming down and then we bring the two leads together, they fight and then they have to work to they work together but separate and then they have to actually work together and then things go sideways, they go into the villain's lair, they get out of the villain's lair, they go somewhere else. Yeah, I think you pretty much described every Fast and the Furious. Also, because that they're, like, in a chain, I don't think that they have, like, necessarily, like, a fun opening every time. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you know, sometimes it's, like, this is, like, previously on kind of situation. Uh... And then you kind of, like, go, but, yeah, it's a lot of, like, like, we hate this person. They, they're trying to get us. And then it's, like, psych, they're a good person. So, like, they, they just absorb a lot of characters, right? Mm-hmm. Like, anybody that you're fighting eventually just comes over to the good side. Yes, I was very shocked when Idris Elba went over the side of that cliff and was discontinued. Well, we don't see a body. That's that's a, that's a very hard I and mean, fast rule. I mean, that's true. That's true. But I know what saltwater can do to, can do to, to <laughs> yeah, computer robotics. electronics. So. <laughs> yes. It, when we when the helicopter versus trucks fight starts and okay. they have the chain on them, I was like, I could believe that this chain is strong enough to not break from the force of a helicopter. I was like, but you're trying to tell me that the rickety little barely welded together thing that is holding it as a structure is stronger than Captain America's giant biceps? And literally right after I said to myself, Captain America's giant biceps, literally the rock <laughs> did the exact same moment. Yep. And I was yep. like, well... Folks, here we are. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of part of the charm, I think, that like if you're thinking it, you're like, why doesn't the rock just pull this thing down with his giant biceps? It's like, well, that's exactly what he's gonna do. And and then it happens and you're like, Yep, that's what I thought was gonna happen. And then like right before they decided to go the the helicopter dove over the cliff to kind of pull them off, I was like, Why aren't they just dr- like flying over the cliff? Just drag the trucks with you until they're off the ground and then go. D- yeah. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> you know what they needed? Girls. They Girls did. who weren't worried about what was happening on their hand and trying to make sure they don't smash the thing on their back. They have evolved to a point where like girls are definitely more involved in the action. Mm-hmm. But in this one, this one has a lot of guys in it. I agree. A Compared lot. especially to seeing F9 that I think that they did a much better job of giving like all of the women real stakeful jobs in the in the what's happening in the action this one's just like 
fucking The Rock and his cousins and brothers or whatever. Just <laughs> It has, I think, the best... Like, I think that Vanessa Kirby's Hattie character is the best new character of the franchise yes. in multiple movies. Like, she's Oh, I think amazing. she's fantastic. She's absolutely fantastic. I mean, this this movie doesn't pass the Bechdel test. No. So it's hard to... Well, that, that's, that, that and that's kind of what I was like. It has some of the strongest, like, main... Like, the, the few characters that we get, like Hattie mm-hmm. and Madam M, Magdalene, mm-hmm. and then uh, Queenie, like, those are all, like, three great characters that just don't interact with each other. Mm-hmm. And like you just said, like you both said, just surrounded by dudes. And so it's, yep. like, amazing women just surrounded by testosterone. And, like, I love, we've talked about it before, I love that this movie starts with Hattie. It's just, like, hey, here's a badass woman mm-hmm. you don't know who's not only beautiful but, like, can kick ass. And, like, it's such an amazing introduction and then, like, you know, she's just talking to dudes the entire movie. And so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, she's, she's great. But again, one. do a little bit more. Yeah. I do want to give them props for not just, like, making her go completely, like, scared, frightened in a corner kind of way. Like, she continues to kick ass throughout the entire movie and impress the men around her, which is really important. But when she's the only one, she has to pull every single duty. She has to pull the, am I sort of going to bang the rock? Am I sort of scared for my life and going to cry? Am I going to kick some ass today? Am I going to comfort my brother when he's frightened? Like it's all, she has to do all of it. All of it. Yep. Yeah. Is she going to bang the rock? Does that happen? Uh, well, we, we, don't know. we have this we don't theory know. for a while that we thought that the rock's character could be gay. And then when they actually kiss in here, I was just like, oh, that's, that's disappointing. Like we, we thought that there was, cause like for as representative as this is oh, in terms of ethnicities and like globe spanning the queer representation in this movie is they could be better. And we thought that the rock could like the Hobbs character could be gay and, doesn't mean that he's not also into dudes, but I was just kind of like, oh, like this kind of fun theory that we had. Is dead. It was dead in a way that like feels like an action movie cliche, right? Like the, yeah. b- the night before the big battle, like, let's just kiss because we might not wake up tomorrow or whatever. This right? is it's the, like, yes, this is like, this is, I'm going to keep using Marvel movies because those are my major action that's movies. That's fine. Sure. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, but it's it's that moment where Sharon Carter kisses kisses Steve Rogers uh-huh. and you're just like, wow, this is so important to do right now. This is so, so important right now. Let's not pay too much attention to the fact that he, like, his soulmate is her aunt. Let's just... Well, his soulmate is in the car with a a metal arm. Yeah, I know. Him and Bucky. That's true. That's true. Mm. But his other... You'll yes, live. His his hetero soulmate is long dead, and now his his attractive niece is here, or her attractive niece is here, Ooh. and she's the closest thing to Peggy, so, like, let's just... Whatever. Um, any other thoughts about Hobbs and Shaw? I don't know if it's like this in real life, but on my television screen, the music is so loud and the dialogue is so quiet. And that just might be because I'm almost 35. <laughs> I have this problem with so many movies, like the sound balancing. I hate it. They're all like this now. A I lot of them. I think mean. it's every streaming service has a different balance that it lives sure. at. Because yeah. Apple TV, I have to practically crank to 75. And yes, then I YouTube agree. is yep. like, like 15. I'm very glad that I watched it during the day today because if I tried to watch it at night, I would have received another noise noise complaint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the music is very loud and the action sequences, but I think that that's like a byproduct of just. Yeah, the, I have this the... problem in the theaters too. By the mm. way, like it's just so loud, and like I think that I'm just going deaf. Oh, I am too. But um, I enjoyed I enjoyed the music. I found it very fun. I found I loved the dedication to going to American Samoa and showing the country and 
you know, and the people and the culture and everything about it. I love the him bringing his daughter home and and what that means for her because I know mm-hmm. that's big for this franchise about family and found family and all of that. I got a lot of the themes that were from Fast and Furious. I did feel like this was a very separate thing and it, it was a buddy cop movie which I enjoy. I prefer heist movies. Buddy cops are are pretty are pretty decent if I like the buddies who cop and these ones are pretty good. Well, so they start out, the, the movie start out with them as a bunch of thieves, so that's kind of right up your alley, mm-hmm. and the, the sort of universally accepted and assumed, and also on the show, best movie, Fast Five, is like a straight-up heist movie. There are more of those, more of these movies I think might be more up your alley mm-hmm. uh, than this one, In possibly, sense, but for sure. yeah. overall, thumbs up? Yeah, I think definitely, no, I think definitely thumbs up. I definitely liked it. I thought, yeah, I thought it was like a fun summer movie. Would I spend... Uh, the twelve dollars in New Jersey, eighteen fifty in Times Square to yeah. see this? No, uh, no, I would not. But if it's on FX or if, but it's, if it's on, on a streaming FX, service, you can put it on. Like if if my friends were like, "Hey, it just showed up on HBO Max," I'd be like, mm-hmm. "Oh yeah, sure." This isn't something where I'd be like, "Oh my God, why do you have that on? Haven't you heard of Midsommar?" <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely no I would not I would I would Tuesday $5 movies this at best I cut you off from saying something you were saying you're pretty sure something 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 and I don't know oh I'm pretty sure I, I knew that they were thieves in the beginning like it's it's so interesting when you're on Tumblr you get like 40% of every pop culture thing that's happening yeah. okay. and it just like depends on on how deep the people around you are talking about it and so like I knew several things about Fast and Furious one somebody's dead two it's got a bunch of guys who are bald but super jacked. Three yep. <laughs> cars, so many cars, and four. They used to be thieves, and now they're maybe not thieves, but they're still cars. And so, and Ludacris is involved now, which is very exciting. Yeah, he's a big part. I think this would have been a movie that I probably would have gotten dragged to see last summer because once I left theater, I started getting dragged to more movies that like weren't my speed. But my friends were like, "This is fun. I love the franchise. Let's go." And uh, shout out to John X. And <laughs> I probably would have gotten dragged to see this as like, a, let's just go to the movies and watch something kind of thing. Makes sense. Yeah. So the other important question, will you watch another Fast and Furious movie? Because you're telling me that Jason Statham is in the other ones. I probably could see myself seeing them, but it also will highly, de- well, if they're on Netflix and easy to access, I will probably give them a try because I'm unemployed right now and I need to do something with my life. <laughs> That's the issue. Like these sh- these movies are kind of everywhere, but they're Constantly also not. On USA, TNT, but mm. also not on streaming services that much. Right. Yeah. It's yeah, weird. Yeah, that sounds like, like they're on like be. Paramount or something. Who owns these? Who? Uh, they would be Universal. on Peacock. They would be on oh, Peacock okay. if they so were anywhere. Peacock. The interesting thing, and like, you know, we get the Google alerts and we get the news that people send us. And like, I'm surprised that F9 is not streaming for free anywhere yet. Like, I know that it just just came out, but it feels like that could be a, a way to get people to sign up for Peacock. You know what but I mean? Didn't they do yeah. a weird thing? Like when Peacock first came out, they had them, but only for like a month. Yes. Remember that? They, it was yes. They had Harry strange. Potter and like they, they had a handful of movies that like Universal owns for like 30 days. It's like, well, the, the rights ran out. It's like, how you own them? But yeah. Harry, no, Harry Potter's on HBO Max now. That's true. All right, Tori, are you ready to find out? You might not know what the answer means, but are you ready to find out which Fast and Furious character you are? 
Oh, is it only Fast and Furious or is it just characters in this movie? No, it's all it's Fast all and Furious. Fun. There are characters from this movie. So there's a chance that you get someone that you know. There's a higher chance that you get someone that you don't know, but you'll probably know the actor. We'll figure it out. Plus you yeah. get a description. And and then when you watch the other movies, Look you have uh, I have, a, you, you I have, have somewhere a, like a, a, ground, a way to ground yourself. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to guarantee you right now, if there's someone who's a little type A and a little bit of a wet blanket, congratulations. You just found my character. <laughs> You are Mia Toretto, just like me. Very cool. If you get Mia, that's going to be so amazing. So there are, it's sort of like a BuzzFeed style or J14 quiz. Seven questions, six multiple choice answers per question. You can explain your answers or not. It's totally up to you. But are you ready to find out? I'm so ready. It's like the dating game. I can't wait. Tori, question number one, how fast are you? NASCAR, roller coaster, Lamborghini Murcielago, Toyota Prius, Vespa, or Razor Scooter? Now, when we refer to fast, do we, do we refer to how quickly I walk down the sidewalk? However or how you want to interpret the questions. All your own perceptions. Home. I'm going to go with roller coaster. Big roller okay. coaster fan. Question number two, you probably know what's coming. How furious are you? The Hulk, <laughs> Kylo Ren... Christian Bale in that one movie said that one time. <laughs> Mel Gibson, Charlie Brown, or Jack McBrayer? 99% of the time, I'm probably Charlie Brown. Okay. But there are there will be times where I turn to the Hulk. So I'm going to say the nice little medium is Christian Bale, because he seems like he's pretty <laughs> even keeled. And then someday, someday, <laughs> someone's going to snap, and I snap back. We don't get too many Christian Bales. Good answer. I yeah, like the it. wrong person crosses your eye line. You're like, that's it. You're over. Oh, you're yeah, done. No, I, I have a very long rope that I will keep giving out and giving out and giving out far past when other people have finished their patience. But when that rope is gone, you better start making that news because I'm going to I'm coming for you anyway. Yeah. You know, Joe, we could also, you know, COVID era update this to Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise yelling the- about COVID. <laughs> yeah, on that set. one movie set. No, that no, a- that's justified. It was. I, I do. Yeah, I side with the him volume. There, yes. The volume and the action is not justified, but the, the sentiment is justified. So, yes, I would put that at slightly below Christian Bale. OK, <laughs> I've heard people defend the Christian Bale thing. And like, I kind of understand. But again, it's a, a over the top in a way. Right. Oh, yes, so. yes, yes, yes. We can all be 100 percent right about what we're saying. But if we're throwing things at unsuspecting people's heads, then no, we're still wrong. Yes. All right. Question number three. Tori, we're having a barbecue. How are you helping? Are you on the grill? All the food. food. I've brought it. Uh, Well, there's a couple different food ones. So we're going to see here. (laughs) So are you on the grill? Are you saying grace? Are you kicking back with a beer? Are you babysitting? Are you being the entertainment? Or are you sneaking a snack? Oh, it's it's I'm on the grill. Okay. I can't tell you the number of times I've showed up to girls weekend with all the food that we're going to eat. And the hostess just goes, well, we'll eat these. We'll eat this food later this week. <laughs> well, will you invite me to the next girls weekend? Because that sounds fucking delightful. You can please follow me at at C-H-A-R-Q-T-O-R-I. And you can enjoy the charcuterie platters that I've been making Ooh, at girls. Charcuterie. Oh, I, I love yep. that. Down. All right, Tori. And this again, mm, Kind of. There might be an answer in here that fits that, but you've got time to kill. What are you doing? Are you grabbing a bite? So maybe working on your car, hanging with friends, drinking a beer, working out, or doing work on your computer? I've got time to myself. Um, yeah. A couple hours downtime. I'm going to say grab a beer because that is emblematic of the idea of I'm not doing jack shit right now. Okay. So we'll go with that one. Feed up. No thoughts, just in my head. Sure. Beautiful. <laughs> 
I don't want to jinx it because there's still three questions left, but if it ended right now, you would have a character that we've never had before. So we'll cool. see if that continues. Okay. Mm. Number five, Tori, describe your wedding. I'm never getting married. It's just me and my partner. It's us and our families. It's a backyard country affair. Everyone I know is there. I don't remember. <laughs> my one sister is getting married in four weeks and in, in uh, eight weeks and the other one's getting married a year after that. So I have weddings on the mind right now. Um, mm. Well, uh, if you ask my dating life, I'm currently never getting married. But in my dream <laughs> wedding, everyone I know is there because that's actually all that I the only reason I think of to have a wedding is to finally see the family you love and the friends you love interact and, mm. you know, realize they have a bunch in common because of how much they love you and how yep. much that reflects onto them as people. So, like, I would have everyone I know there. It's a beautiful answer. I That's like that. That's a beautiful answer. I Thank really you. do like that. I'm, I'm very, you know, I have thoughts on weddings and that was a very good solution yeah as opposed to, to joe who's just like well uh we're not even engaged yet but rachel and your parents let's go to the town hall right now yep. and get married <laughs> that's what we did hey Surprise. you know proud of you proud of you some people never get that far Thank joe you. messaged me he's like guess what happened i'm like did you guys get engaged you're like close i'm like get married you're like yep i was like all right cool skip a few steps just yeah. was this yeah, during whatever. covid or was this just like no, 2017 way before, <laughs> way before that yeah all right, Tori, congratulations. You just won the lottery. What are you buying? Your own garage, a private plane, I'm gambling it all away, my child at home, a fleet of cars, or a new life? So many of these answers, I don't know why anyone would choose them. Uh, but they all I, kind of relate to Fast and Furious things. Okay. Yeah. All right, oh, okay. I see so what's that, going on all right, there. So, all right. Because I was like, I was like um, pay off my student debt, pay off my parents' mm-hmm. mortgages, yeah, like yeah. maybe buy a nice car. But like that's like number like 12. Um, actually, I would uh, get my childhood at home. It's actually my big goal is to eventually buy back my great grandmother's house that we grew up with Uh, she passed when she was 101 and a half and i was 16 and we had to sell that home because you know what the great grandkids were 16 the grandkids were 45 and already in their houses like no one was going to take this thing um and i would love to get it back and where's it at it was at a cool house it's in keyport it's in keyport it was built in 1929 by my by her husband my great-grandfather um it was um we had to divide the land up so it was this giant house on the corner this well i say giant it was a two-story house from 1929 there was one bathroom on the second floor um, (laughs) sounds like my house it was a house on the corner and then there were basically two lots next to it that it owned and there was a giant holly tree right on the line and when we sold the house, we split up the property and the holly tree came down. And that was a 50-foot holly tree. Mm. It's enormous. Yeah, my parents are selling their house and they just took down a huge oak tree in their backyard. I mean, they've been dying for a while, mm-hmm. but it was one of those just like this, you know, it was a tree that was like the tree in the house for a while, right? And it's like when a when a big ass tree goes, it's kind of a, it's a moment. It's a thing. Yeah, yeah it's a thing yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah. When I go into my mother's house now, I'm like, this doesn't feel like my childhood home because she's redone so much of it yeah like the walls are different the floor is different like it's not just like oh we got a new fridge like i'm like the colors don't match what i remember from being mm-hmm. like yep. eight mm-hmm. anyway i would buy my my childhood home thank you for asking perfect one more question to figure this all out and all i right. don't know right. we might have we might have a character lock here i don't know if we're gonna be able to overtake this this insurmountable Ooh. lead now but tori what is your drink of choice belgian ale corona something fruity water whatever's cheapest or just joe's getting a drink just get me one of whatever you're having 
Well, I don't drink a lot of alcohol, so my answer is actually going to be something fruity because that's the only way to hide the taste of alcohol underneath. Fair. But totally if Coca-Cola fair. had been on there, that would have been my that would have been my answer because I cool. will caffeinate. I forgot that we have negative point value sometimes, so you're still the same <laughs> character that you were, but it went down a little bit. You are not Mia Toretto. You are her brother. You are Dom, Dom Toretto. Toretto. You are the Vin Diesel character. Tori. Huh. Your stoic attitude is intimidating, your cool demeanor under pressure is inspiring, and your expertise under the hood is envied, but all those pale in comparison to your loyalty to your family. You may claim to live your life a quarter mile at a time, but there is nothing you wouldn't do for the people in your life, and at the end of the day, nothing makes you happier, here we go, than throwing something on the grill and sharing a few Coronas with your familia, and you drive like like the the wind wind blows. blows. Is this the part where I admit that I hit a parked car three days ago? I'm going to say no, but also maybe yes. <laughs> yes. The, the, the joke was that everybody drives like the wind blows at the oh, end okay. of all of those. Like when we found the first quiz, they all ended with you drive like the wind blows. And we thought that we were like, well, then what does that mean? But doesn't mean anything. So we're all but, living life in the fast lane. Exactly. Yeah. It's so interesting because I don't think my, of myself as very stoic, but then I think of myself when I'm on a job. Because that's the other thing is that we only see, I presume we only see Dom really when he's either on a job or hanging with his family because he just finished one or hanging with his family because he thinks he's done and he's not done yet. So um, that kind of actually does make sense because I'm very good at my job and very focused when I'm doing it. And to be honest, I did move from New York City back to New Jersey because I wanted to be close to my family. I was sick and tired of taking the fucking two hours worth of trains just to what would have taken me 25 yeah. minutes to drive you are the you are the lifeblood of this franchise you are oh dom toretto i guess i have to watch those damn movies now sure do. <laughs> all right we've got two more games to play first up this ain't no 10 second race aka boy do we have a podcast for you boy do we have a podcast for you come and check out our show yeah yeah this is where we go on twitter.com, aka the bird app. Find any tweet from anyone. You've already sent me your tweet, Tori, so thank you for that. And I have mine too. Mm-hmm. And we just tweet at them and we customize the tweet as we want. And we just say, boy, do we have a podcast for you? Linked to the show page. There's a complicated scoring system that I'm not going to explain because this game is wildly difficult for seemingly no reason. But let me first review last episode. And Joe, we did a bonus one. We did it on the Talladega Nights episode with Brian because he played for Charity two episodes ago and yes. Charity hit and he did not. So we're going to see what happened last time. I found Frank Alcorn at Frank Alcorn 4. I need a Fast and Furious movie with Will Ferrell as the villain and involving an intense golf cart chase. We said if you ain't first, you're last. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Nothing. Mm. Okay. Joe, you found Lily at Lake Lee underscore Lily. Being in the car with my mom while she drives is like being part of the Fast and Furious sequel with a sprinkle of Talladega Nights. And we said when our moms start driving like that, we don't know what to do with our hands. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Nothing. Okay. Then we have Brian. The, the reason we play this again. Brian found Frisbee at 97 Sizzle Dizzle. Talladega Nights 2 is going to suck without Paul Walker. Oh, actually, we didn't talk about that. Tweeted the weekend Paul Walker died. So that's what went through Frisbee's head back then. We said, you thought you could go to Talladega without saying goodbye. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Nothing. And then Brian's charity tweet. Interesting. This is, uh, Joe, this is the thing that we've seen before. He was responding to a response to an account. Yes. 
Ms. Cream saying, what's a movie that's very popular but you hate? She says, I'll go first. Men in Black really dislike it. And then I Am Triple Agent said something about uh, Twilight movies and the Fast and Furious movies and Will Ferrell movies without John C. Riley. And we said, though we agree, John C. Riley makes all Will Ferrell movies better. Fast Furious, Twilight, and some Harry Potter movies are dope. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. But, Joe, we've not had this for a couple months now. I Am Triple Agent suspended by Twitter. Nice. We, we've had that happen before a couple times. Did not Uh-oh. block us. Account suspended. So, Y'all no got points an incel. there. Maybe. Likely. That's the most likely <laughs> thing that happened rest there. rest in peace. We've probably done this game like a hundred times. Mm-hmm. And we the, the success rate is like... Five to ten percent. So there's no pressure here whatsoever. And so success is if they reply. So like, if they reply. like the tweet, you get uh-huh. a point. If uh-huh. they retweet it, you get two. Uh-huh. If they reply, you get five. And if they email into the show, you basically win the game forever. Yes. Ooh. Has anyone won the game forever? We've we had people. We've actually them, we've had there. people be guests on the show, but not like through this game, but not the game that counted. Because we do this like sometimes just like in our free time too, mm-hmm. and those work better because it feels like there's less pressure. I don't know; it's just weird coincidence. Hmm. Joe has forty six points, and I have thirty five and a half, and we've both played this probably like no joke, like fifty to seventy five times. Yeah, and so we're averaging less than a point per time, just because it's so. And like that's including me and Joe each getting like ten or fifteen points on a single tweet one time. Like it's like yeah. a retweet and a reply and a couple mm-hmm. likes or whatever, right? So it's whatever. It's crazy. It's ho- it's so hard. How have your guests done? Not well. I mean, <laughs> I know. If you only get one, so you're, what are you going to do? Max out. Well, so, like, five Nico points? and Kevo did a whole lap, right? Mm-hmm. And so, Nico has 27 points. Nice. Not bad. Kevo has seven. Cara, Gala, Regan, another one of our, did an entire lap with us, has 14. And then everybody else is, you know, five or less. Oh, Mike Manzi did a whole lap with us, and he has nine, but like yeah. under an average of a point. So, like, if you get any points here, you're in the, you're in the fast lane. You're, you're doing great. So please, if you could read your tweet, like who it's from and then what it is. And there's a picture in yours. So please describe it. And then also let us know how you want us to respond to this tweet. Great. So this is from Garth, who is at Turgid1M. And it's hashtag faster, slow songs or films. And he put fast and furious nine lives. Now the nine is a number. So I know that's important to this franchise. And then mm-hmm. there's an image of Vin Diesel reaching out of the car, very real hard. And then it's a close up on his really concentrating face. And then the third picture, he's scratching a kitty. He's a, kitty <laughs> a little scritch scritch. It's very, very cute. It's the iconic Dom from, I think the first movie reaching, 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 but he's just reaching for a kitty cat to scratch. He's going to give cute. it a little scritch scritch. So, Natoria, how would you like us? We're going to say Boyd of a Podcast for you. It's actually the art that we used for our very first episode. Him out the window of the, like, I think he's reaching for Vince at the end of that first movie. Spoilers, kind of. Mm-hmm. But, you know, now in this alternate universe, he's just scratching a kitty cat. So, Tori, what do we want to say to Garth to entice him to listen to the podcast? Don't waste one more life. We've got the perfect podcast for you. Oh, God, you nailed it. Wow. I write comic books on the side. Yeah. I have an English degree. No shit. <laughs> Holy fuck. That's unfair. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's good. It's just really good. I like, I also made a, a perfect he joke. He made a per joke. I will admit, I stole, I stole your per joke. So I said it's perfect. I mean, perfect. So it's nice. good. Very well done. All Very right. Well done. I found this is, this is a boring one, but I do think that there are two people here 
Terry Kinnear at T-Dog6685 says, The Grand, The Fast and Furious Rewatch with the Wife is over. Now for my indisputable ranking. So from the bottom up, number four, then Fast and Furious 6, then F9, then Too Fast, then Fate, then Tokyo Drift, Furious 7, The OG, number two, Hobbs and Shaw, Mm -hmm. and number one, Fast 5. And then Trey Armstrong says, Your ranking of Too Fast above ninth is the true tragedy. Not to mention F9 is better than F8. Your first to fifth, though, those places are legit. Okay. What makes Fast Five so great? Uh, it's it's kind movie. of like the Avengers. If you oh, think okay. about the first four movies as like they're assembling the parts, mm-hmm. and then it becomes what it's actually going to be. It's a heist movie, yeah. yeah. So it's like that one's like a, a lot of fun for a lot of people. Nice. Even if you don't like these, it's like a great, it's actually just like a great heist movie on its own. So. Okay. Also, it's really hard to just search Twitter for Fast and Furious because there's a lot of people who just use that term now. Yes, yes, we've learned. Mm -hmm. Like, I was all like, oh, man, I got a senator that said it. Let me. And I was like, oh, no, it's not the fucking movie. No, it's about it's about something else. Well, that though, that has gone away, luckily. Yeah, we were in a deep hole for a while about Fast (laughs) and Furious. There was like an Operation Fast and Furious that was like about, I don't know, I don't even want to think about it. So I'm responding to Trey, which also is going to hit up Terry. And I'm going to say, these are all correct takes. These are all correct takes. It's hard to rank 10 perfect movies. Boy, do a podcast for both of you. I did. Perfect. Joe, what is your tweet? I have Steve thinks candy corn is good huff <gasps> at Steve Huff. Instead of Hobbs and Shaw, it's Hobbs and Shaw about time traveling 17th century, century philosopher Thomas Hobbs and George Bernard Shaw trying to retrieve the anti- Cathyria mechanism from supervillain Leonardo da Vinci. I should probably keep that to myself and write it, but we but have given up. Yep, that's perfect. Boy, do we have a podcast for Steve. Tonight we literally thought the exact same thing. For the first time on our podcast tonight, we had the exact same revelation. Tonight Steve. we got deep. Nine yeah. times in and we we got deep. Yeah. So in the episode we're recording now, for the first time, we had this exact revelation. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, Tori, we will have to check back in two weeks. So if you want to know how you did, come back and, you know, check out the end of the F9 episode coming in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, just assume zero points across the board. Yeah. Just, you know, <laughs> I mean, I was just going to go to the tweet and check in on it. You could also do that. Also That's do also that, fair. Definitely, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. The final thing to do is... Dude, what's my car? Dude, what? My car. What? Your car, dude. So Jerry sent in like batches of things. So like this is the last one before a gap. And then there's a few more. And then there's another gap. And then he has the new rules or the new way he's doing it. So we still have a bunch of those to go before that. But I sent this to Tori on Facebook. So we're Mm -hmm. both going to give you clues, Joe. And I'm letting you know that he says we're going way old school here. Mm -hmm. It is American. Okay. And the car is black. Yes. Thanks. That helps. Cool. And the spare tire is on the side yes. of the door. It's I on the side of the door. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I would definitely say it's got two headlights. Mm-hmm. That helps. Good. I do want to say that Tori said, I'm like, do you want to help give clues or guess? And she's <laughs> like, well, people, when people ask my, what kind of car I have, I tell them black. And I'm like, perfect. You're on my team. Yeah, you're, uh, <laughs> got it. you're on Joey's team. It's right up your alley. Yep. It is made by one of the major American yes. uh, car companies. Is it a van? What? How does it have the door on the the wheel on the side? I don't know. It's it feels like a, a feat of modern engineering that this this wheel is on the side because I don't know it okay. shouldn't be there. 
By like, was, is that fair to say, Tori, that like that tire, that spare tire, should not be there? I mean, this is the the style of when it of when it was around. Okay. Yeah. 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 Cars of certain eras just. They're, they're, it's about style. It's about showing off. It's about saying, look at all my hubcaps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say the hood covering, the okay. engine covering, the hood, not the hood covering, the hood covering the engine kind of looks more like a modern day lawnmower than a car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's thinner, longer, sort of narrow and long. Okay. Uh, is it a Cadillac then? No. No. Bigger than that. Bigger than a Cadillac in size or scale, like is definition of which Cadillac in terms of just like brand reputation Mm, in 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 the way that Tori described the brand a higher Chevrolet similar but a higher umbrella Daimler Chrysler no now different umbrella shift over Ford Yes. yes. Okay, it's a Ford with a tire on the side. I don't know. Old ass. So yeah, there are four tires. These spares on the side. It kind of looks like an old taxi or like a hearse without the back part. Definitely. Not. not, Is it like a model? Is it a Model T, Model A? It's a Model Model A. A. Yes. Okay. But there's another thing. Oh, the the sport. It's a describer, a descriptor. The Sportster Model A. No, but you're very, very close. It's not a sedan. It's got two Model A coupe. Yep. From, yep. Now, Joe, guess the year. Just guess the decade. Uh, 50s. Nope. Older. 40s. Older. 20s. Newer. Younger. 30. <laughs> the yes. 1931 Ford Model A Coupe. Okay. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. With a weird, like, I love where the tire is on the side, but it feels oh, like yeah. it should go in the back. No, no, no. That's badass. That's really, really cool. Yeah. I thought that it was like I thought that it was more modern than that. I was trying to think of a moderner, like a more modern car that um, had a tire on the side, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Meanwhile, but, yeah. I'm over here like, "This is the car you drive when you're Jay Gatsby and you got somebody to murder." Exactly. <laughs> yep. Exactly. You're hunting people and green lights. You're not gonna yeah. find me, coppers. Like that, right? <laughs> yeah, it's not long enough to be a Cruella Deville. That was no. That was a, a different car. Thank you to Jerry for emailing that in. And thank you to Tori for joining us tonight for Hobbs and Shaw and being, you know, introducing you to the franchise in an unusual, but also hopefully sort of kind of normal way. And being oh, a yeah. great sport about it. Seriously. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I'm down for anything that stops me from watching true crime. Like, I'm ready. You like murder porn, too? I'm all about that murder porn. Oh, I all love about it. it. Same. We're constantly watching murder porn. So. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Tori, you mentioned Shark Q Tori on Instagram, but where can people find you? What do you want to promote? What do you want to plug? Where do listeners of the show, where can they find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at Tori underscore Sheehan, S-H-E-E-H-A-N on the Twitters. You can find me at SM Tori, T-O-R-I, on Instagram. You can also find me on my own podcast that hasn't updated in a while called Uncharted Terra. Tori, that's Tara and Tori, like our names. We interview various people who have gone through uh, large life changes and talk to them about what it's like to make that decision to just change everything in your life from raising a family, changing jobs, changing locations, all kinds of stuff. It was really, it was a pandemic look as we all kind of said, oh God, oh God, what is going on? And said, no, you can take a leap and it can work out. So that was really fun. You can also That's find me really at cool. 
Thank you. You can also find me at kidriotcomics.com and at kidriotcomics on all your major socials because uh, I also do comics. I'm looking at Sharkutori on Instagram and I am so hungry right now. Send it actually it. reminds Send me. It to me because I need to follow that too. <laughs> it. Uh, my sister sent me a TikTok of someone. I don't know if you saw the story, but someone made uh, uh, basically a charcuterie board out of focaccia bread. Mm, I just I just got sent that on Facebook. It looked so so good. Yeah, you put like the little like cups or whatever to like mm-hmm. have the hollowed out spaces. You bake the focaccia bread around it, flip it over, and then put like the salami and stuff. Like I see you're doing like the like the salami roses. Yeah, like mm-hmm. this looks oh yeah. yes. delicious. Yes, yes. If you look on shark shark you can see me making some of those lovely salami roses. Um, you need to find the right glass for them to really work. But I really enjoy it. It's so interesting. I'm learning new tricks and learning uh, all kinds of things. I prefer an abundant board that's really fun and i just had my first professional gig uh so it's been it's been really exciting it's definitely um not going to pay the bills yet but if more people follow me and would like some cheese i'm available for anything in the new york new jersey area please call me <laughs> sharkutori at gmail.com Ooh, and plus it's, it's it's truly a great name like the food looks amazing but i also just love the name yeah, as a name these pictures so. are awesome i'm getting hungry too here lady <laughs> I just I love the prosciutto on the skull. I've been wanting to do that for so long, and I was just like, "Yes!" Then we peeled meat off of its face. Oh, it was perfect. Really cool, really creepy, <laughs> and wonderful. We can tell who's not the murder porn guy in the show. Hashtag Shar Spookery. Yes. Well, Joe, next week, next episode, you are we're doing actually something like again accidental happenstance. Good timing for us because next week in theaters or this week. As this episode comes out, Last Night in Soho, Edgar Wright's film that I cannot wait for is out. We are doing Edgar Wright's last movie, if you don't count the Sparks Brothers documentary that just came out. We are doing Baby Driver. Oh. We talked earlier in this episode about canceled people with yes. uh, one or two canceled people in Baby two. Driver. So At least two. Baby Driver is very fun, and we are going to work a, work our way around the fact that two of its main actors have been canceled. Exactly. We'll dance. Oh, no. Lean in. Lean into it. Really just mm. dig that hole. Dance is an appropriate term because it is a music-based <laughs> yes. car movie. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Last Night in Soho out this Thursday as you're listening to this on the main feed. Next Tuesday, Baby Driver. Cannot wait for that. But Tori, thank you so much for yeah, joining us you. once again. Of course. Happy to do it. Have me back anytime. Cool. For all things Too Fast Too Forever, you go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash Too Fast Too Forever, or at Too Fast Too Forever on Twitter and Instagram. Email us, family, at cageclub.me. Check out our Patreon page at TooFastTooForever.com and our store at TooFastTooForever.shop. And like we said, come back next time for Baby Driver. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm good too. And that was Tori Sheehan of Capes and Boots and Shark Q Tori. And we'll tell you all about it when we see you.